On the contrary, Pavara sighed, that changes everything. It changes the whole world. Maybe. That is right. Good morning, Internet. My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarouse. And this is the Nerdy, the Wordy, the Book Club. Hell that yeah. is right. Welcome Let's back. Go. Welcome back for the the penultimate episode of the Crossroads of Twilight. At least the chapter section. Shut up, computer. Um, <laughs> the uh, the chapter section, because we, we do still have two uh, episodes after this. With that full book recap. Wait, do we? Do we? We I do. Guess we do, yeah. Oh, we God. have to keep talking about this out. fucking book for a little bit longer. Blue, thank you for five gifted memberships. Blue, thank you. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Blue, as always, dropping that fire on the chat. Um, Let's go. Christian Rapper starts the morning by saying chapters 16 through 19 were a chore to read, in my opinion. I would argue this whole section was a chore to read. Um... Twenty two wasn't so bad because twenty two was only six pages long. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was three, but I miscounted. Well, your pages and my pages are different. That's true. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, I always forget that. Yeah, but I, I literally like got to chapter twenty two and I was like, oh my god, how much reading do I have to do? And then I was like, oh, like nothing. Yeah. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Good morning. Uh, is there any housekeeping this week? I feel like there isn't. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. We're reading till the end of the book next week, so at least we're almost done with Crossroads of Twilight. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, we don't have a sponsor. We don't, it, it's weird. I thought it was lemonade. No, it's pina colada. I love it. I'm getting caught in the rain. Rodney, welcome boom, to the nerd boom, table. Boom. Thank you so much for that. Hypnopotamus says, audio is great for this book. You can just zone out for most of it. I'm pretty sure you could just let this play while you sleep and you would get as much information as you need out of this book uh, as if you were awake. Yeah, probably. Uh, LW, thank you for being a narg. Um, oh, yeah. What should we do for the full book recap? Should we, like, add something in so it's still, like, three-hour podcast? Like, do you want to do, like, You don't a need segment? to do three hours. We'll have that's flown true. in from Denver the night before. That's true. We will be tired. That is, you know what? That's true. I will still be drunk from the flight the night before, so um, <laughs> it'll be a fun. It's the the full book recap for this one is going to be a party that we finished it. We're, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll pop champagne that we're done with Crossroads of Twilight. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would never read this book again. If I, no. if I think that I will reread the Wheel of Time at some point in my life. I don't know when it's going to be, but I think I'll do it. Yeah. I will never read. I will skip this book. I will read a recap because that's all this book fucking is. It's just a fucking recap. I will never. I won't. I won't do it. You couldn't pay me. Yeah. Well, you could pay me. <laughs> Caleb, thank you for that super chat uh, from Tarvalon After Dark. Chad GPT, tell us Wheel of Time joke. How do you make a Wheel of Time book a bestseller? Add a few chapters of actual plot. Fair. There. Got him. Uh, I'm pretty sure Blue is a sponsor. Yeah, but we already talked about him. <laughs> Thank you, Turvok. Welcome back to the Nerd well, Table. You're right, you're right. Thank you, Turvok. Also, uh, Turvok uh, commissioned a reaction to American History X by us. Which literally cannot go on YouTube at all. So, so it's Patreon exclusive. For Patreon. It's up now. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, it went up yeah. last night. So yeah. if you want to watch us watch American History X, it's live on yeah. the Patreon. Yeah. Uh, but uh, because of uh, all of the... All of the things that are in that movie, uh, there's literally nothing we can put on YouTube. So yeah, yeah. I Instead, was like, there's, gonna be, there's gonna be 
segments of this that we can put on. I was like, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, not not on the schedule for the week. Tonight, 6 p.m., Legends Vox of Vox Machina episode one reaction. Let's and tomorrow, go. episode two reaction. Mm-hmm. So there will be a Vox Machina episode today and tomorrow. Um, but yeah, let's get into uh, the Crossroads of Twilight chapters uh, 16 through 22. Clarus, overall thoughts. Could have been an email. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I complain. Look, I think this week's show is going to be shorter than last week. I know that I said that last week, <laughs> but last week I had a bunch of things I wanted to complain about, and I had a lot. I, I hope that you enjoyed it because I had a lot of fun complaining last week. <laughs> but I can't make all of those complaints again this week because they are the same complaints. Yeah. Like the literally, like the, the, they are functionally the same problem. With a different group of women. Yeah, pretty much. And one man. Like, and and the parallels between the two stories are so weirdly similar in that yeah. they're not doing anything. They're setting up plans that we don't know what the plans are. Yeah, there's a lot of when this plan comes to fruition or I hope this doesn't affect my plans. And we're like, okay, so just, just fucking just. Just say something. Just say something. Yeah. There's there's one man, like one war man involved in both storylines who's like grumpy about what the women are doing, but like not really like doing anything about it. Granted, one of them is evil in David and the other is good in Gareth Bryan. But there's like yeah. this weird, it felt like deja vu. Yeah. Reading this section after reading the last section. Yeah. Yeah. Monkey says you blew your complaint load too early. No, I, it's, it's not even that I blew it too early. It's just that... <laughs> Oh, come on. That was Functionally, funny. you could listen to last week's episode and almost all of it would apply to this week's episode again, right? Yeah, yeah you're right. Even down to like ending with weird nude, women's nudity sex stuff. Like yeah. the, the parallels are so strange in this book yeah. where Robert Jordan like cuts into these three or four storylines now. Matt's mm-hmm. kind of the exception. Um, but even Matt has like two, his future wife as his like prisoner like there's just weird shit going on across these like four storylines where no one does anything it's this weird in-between moment yeah but it's 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 like a 700 page book that's just an in-between moment where nothing happens and like if you like it if you're like no i like reading about Egwene, that's great but like there's no plot here yeah yeah, the only, like, kind of interesting thing... Like, literally, like, could have been an email. Kind of interesting oh God, thing yeah. is they're making Quendalar. And that... And apparently there's a market for it. But, like, the, the, the assumption that there's a market for it is weird. It's because not nobody knows what it is. No, that's not an assumption. That's incorrect. Quendalar is, is like, prized to, like, seafolk pottery. Like, it's, like... For royalty to to use or like nobles, but they don't know that in yeah, Randland anymore. Yeah, Nobody do. knows what Quendalar is. That's not true. Yes, it is. What the sea folk know what Quendalar is? No, but like the the we are when we're taught what like a regular person in Randland thinks of Quendalar, right? It's like weird historical um, artifact no, people. It's like fancy pottery for people. Yeah, there's but, like a whole bridge made out of it. Yeah, no, there's. It, it, it's it's like sea folk pottery, but like indestructible. But but I thought it was like when Bale Doman was like, I have this weird thing that is like this weird historical thing from Age of Legends. No, he had a seal to the Dark One's prison. But he didn't know that it was a seal to the Dark One's prison. Yeah. He just thought of it as a piece of Quendalar. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, uh, what was it that Sanchin person like collects pieces of Quendalar? Like 
it's like very it's it's rare and valuable, but like people know what it is, and it's like a really high status symbol, which is why Green talks about like tanking the market or whatever. Fair. Okay, that's fine. I, I'm not. I'm not arguing with like the premise that they can sell it for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm skeptical that they can get an industry going around selling it from the middle of their siege very easily. Um. Yeah. I mean, here. That's the thing. Is only like. I feel like Quindalar currently at its market price is for royalty and like higher nobles. And so I don't know where they're who who they're gonna sell that to at the present moment. Because and but also Egwene has a plan for it. But wait, let's get into this. And we don't how know. How the fuck? How the fuck did Egwene figure out how to make Quendalar one day? She just like woke up like the, like the this this. It says Mogadian like kind of like gave her the idea and then she tried and she was just good at it. Like, it's like Elaine making Terangriel. didn't know how to make it, but she knew enough for Egwene to, like, just fucking do it herself. It's the same with Elaine and the Terangriels. It's like, oh, we figured it out. Don't worry. Yeah, so. I, I think it's interesting. I, I, I She's think it's really good with Earth. I, I like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. I, I just wish I understood I why wish, it mattered. I, my only wish is that I wish that we had seen Egwene, like, trying. Yes, like learning it, like like Nynaeve yeah. does with stilling. Mm-hmm. We see how it happens and like how she got to that point, kind of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's just like ah, Kundalar. Well, Easy. I think that it's the problem with it's the problem with how we've gotten to where Egwene's at right now is that Egwene's storyline was Egwene is has been stuck in the worst storyline for a long time. Egwene, in yeah. that she has been on this slow walk to Tarvalon for so long, and now like, they're just sitting and waiting outside of it. They left. They left Salad Bar in <laughs> Path of Daggers. When did they leave Salad Bar? Did they leave it in Lord of Chaos? No, no, no. Path. Path of Daggers. Like the, like this this like march Two to Tarvalon ago. has been going on for so long. Yeah. And all they've done is walk. And now they've teleported ahead, but because we skipped over that part of it, mm-hmm. and now they've been sitting on the bank of this river for 2 weeks. It's so it's just like strange to drop back in with them after being away from the storyline for a lot of their action mm. and come back to like uh, Oh no, it's been 3 books, yeah. Three books. Yeah. Come back to this storyline where, like, in in little ways, it's jumped so far ahead of where it was. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, it hasn't moved at all. And l- l- let's get into the root problem of Egwene's storyline here. Mm-hmm. Is that not only does she not do anything yet, but we are actively told repeatedly through these chapters that she is not even planning to do anything in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that th- th- we are, like, actively in a holding pattern. Even though, th- what, two books ago now, there were rumors about the White Tower fall, like, the, the assault on the White Tower. Like, how long ago was that? Like, yeah. we we had that whole thing where people were talking about what happened at the White Tower, which none of that has even happened yet. Yes. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, Gra- uh, Graham, the, the difference between, like, Nynaeve and, and Egwene is, like, I do wish that we got to see more of Nynaeve figuring out the healing like yeah. you know like the kind of inner workings of it just for me personally i find that stuff really interesting it with Egwene, we didn't even see her try or doing it we just she walks in on a tent full of like other people already doing it which is why i was kind of like 
Oh, that's, well, I, well okay. It, it would be like if we had cut to a Nynaeve point of view chapter where Nynaeve is like, so I taught all of the yellows how to heal Stilling because two weeks ago I healed Loghain. Yeah. Like, it, it would be similar to that. We were like, but wait, not- what are you talking about? At no yeah. point, at no point yeah. in the past experiences we've had with Egwene has she ever dicked around with anything. No, all we know is that she's really good with Earth, which is like fine. From, but that's from eight books ago, though. Well, yeah. in the in the intervening books between book two and book ten, we never see Egwene like trying to figure things out or even have an interest in it. Right? It. it yeah, like, I don't think so. The, since she's been raised Amerlin, I would not say that there is a single character beat where she has been using the power to experiment with anything at all. Yeah. And Servita, tell me that the character that I've spent time with off page did this unbelievable feat despite the fact that I don't know her as a character who cares to experiment or like like if Elaine had done the same thing I'd be like oh that makes sense you have repeatedly shown me Elaine trying to make shit and mentally being interested in making shit yeah I, like that's been part of her character Egwene doesn't do anything like that she just is like very she's she's so buried in the politics. She's so buried in like what's going on with her in Swan and what's going on with her in Shariam. She's all of these things going on. They're all political. They're all kind of these like um interrelational like yeah. strifes that she's trying to deal with. And so for you to like not have her be an experimenter at all and then cut to oh, 2 weeks later, Egwene randomly one morning woke up and was like, I'm going to make Quendalar and I'm great at it. Is just this like weird jump for me where it I It just kind of came out of nowhere. 100%, yeah. And, and that's why I was like, well, I'm sorry, what the fuck? Like it I don't mind the fact that like yes, Egwene is powerful with earth and so like mm. she's able to like make this happen. It mm-hmm. just like literally like came out of so left field that I was like <laughs> there are multiple. The, uh, I think it's Narendra. Uh, she's just very good at making things hard. That is funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grant Christopher says her using the power in the sitting of the hall makes it sound like she hasn't even embraced the source lately. A hundred percent. And so this just comes. This that this just really came out of left field for me because it didn't feel. It felt like it was to give money to the tower to explain the siege yeah. and not a character beat for Gwen. Yeah. It felt like a necessity to like, and, but, and here's the problem. I don't yeah. care how much money the little tower has. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. That's one of the weird balances about writing things in fantasy like this. Like you can't, uh, if you get too bogged down in those kinds of details, there are some people who like that doesn't interest them and they will mm-hmm. fall. And then there are some people who like do want to know like the complete, like, you know, like financial records of the army and how they managed to pull it off. But a lot of time in fantasy, like, it, it, it is not practical and, and they just kind of have to figure out a way to, yeah, we paid for everything with this magical substance. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it, right? Just interesting. It, it, it came out of nowhere and it really surprised me. It, it was definitely a surprise. <clears throat> Did not see that coming at all. Yeah. Um, Should we just, like, go chapter by chapter? I feel like yeah. we'll have talked about that chapter enough yeah, already. But... Yeah, we don't need to go over that one again, probably. But, um, yeah. All right, Crossroads of Twilight, Chapter 16. Mm-hmm. The subject of negotiations. Um, Egwene is uh, staring at the White Tower because uh, the Aes Sedai all yearn for it for some reason. There's like a weird, there's a weird like almost like addictive quality to the White Tower that's brought up in these chapters. What do, what do you think that is? Uh, it's like a cult. 
It I I think that it's supposed to feel like home. Right? Yeah, yeah. But like it does feel more m- much more culty. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz Egwene didn't have a great time at the White Tower. I, I I didn't think so. She also was there for like it felt like maybe 6 weeks. Like I I know that that's probably not true, but it it really didn't feel like she was there that long. Yeah. Um yeah, I just, her her yearning for the White Tower, like, I can understand, like, Shariam's yearning for the White Tower. Yeah. But it is specifically, it is specifically Egwene's yearning for the White Tower that I'm like, you, like, clean, you basically spend all your time there in the kitchens. Like, why is this a place that you're so... Yeah, I don't know, unless, uh, uh, and, like, this could be a thing, you know, the White Tower is very old and could have some kind of hidden, like, weave on it that... It gives it gives us like it's literally like a crack tower. I mean, like it could be honestly, like cause, that's funny because they all talk about how like the White Tower has to be whole, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be together. They all have to be there. It's like very important. But then there's so many good sex jokes in our chat right now. I know, I know. You guys are uh, well done. Um, but but then you have people like Moraine who like haven't been back to the White Tower in ages, and like mm-hmm. they don't give a shit. So I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it it, it was interesting. I, I it, it's it's extra interesting paired. <laughs> Some Americans love the White House and have never been there. Yeah, but I don't yearn for it. <laughs> like I would love to visit it. I think it would be cool to walk around and be like, wow, like a lot of a lot of history happened here. Yeah. But I'm not like, oh my god, I want to go live in the White House. It's the last place on earth I would want to live. There's too much scrutiny. It's just so phallic that they're like, I, I don't know why I am attracted to this tower, but it, uh, you know what? So the Reds aren't don't yearn for the White no, Tower, the but reds, all the other Ajas do. Exactly, because there's no Reds in Salad Bar, right? So right, 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 yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the it, it was just also interesting because they pair that with Wayne being like, it's so sad to see what's happened in the two rivers. But but the perspective that we get about the two rivers is that like it's a bustling economy, everyone's doing really well. Yeah, yeah. Like they've got thriving. new houses. And Egwene is like, wow, it sucks that everyone's like doing better and <laughs> growing as people. And yeah, I was like, okay. The last time we were there, like things were pretty great. They were growing. Lot there was a lot of like diversity of like textiles and workmanship and craftsmanship being brought into the two rivers. But there was a lot more money in the two rivers. And Egwene sees that and is like, she's like tiled roofs <laughs> in this economy. I want the two rivers people to continue to barely get by when they're yeah. attacked by Trollocs, and I don't help. Yeah, like, yeah. She just she just doesn't like things change. I guess, which mm-hmm. is is fine. That is like a character trait of Egwene, and that's cool. But I just did, I I did find it very funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's one of those weird things where the. I mean, look, my favorite crepe place closed downtown during COVID, and I that that definitely made me sad every time I I go by that street. So. Oh, a hundred percent. I get it. It was just it was it was just funny reading it and her being like, "It's so sad to see the two rivers doing well." Yeah. 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 Like, her father literally runs an inn. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, oh, there's so many people coming through town. My father's business is probably booming. <laughs> God damn it. 
<laughs> it was better when my parents barely got by week to week. Yeah. No, she definitely has, like, a heavy nostalgia for the way that things were. And in this section, mm-hmm. actually, yeah. we do get that several times. Yeah. You know, I am no longer the innkeeper's daughter, right? I, that is, like, a person that I don't even know anymore, which I was listening to a bit of the Eye of the World yesterday while I was cosplaying, and I was like, yeah, you are not the same person. No. <laughs> At all. Um, I would argue she's probably, like, in terms of, like, character change, Egwene is probably the most changed character. Yeah, uh, Egwene or Rand? I don't know. I feel like Rand... (laughs) Rand... Rand was kind of written as being ready to be the Dragon Reborn in the first book. It's less so in the show... But in the book, there's a lot more of, like, you understand how he, why he's, like, the the hero of the story kind of character. Yeah. Whereas Egwene, Egwene was so excited for adventure and change in the first book, and she's not that at all. Like, the, the core tenets of Egwene are kind of gone. Yeah, like, her, like, fundamentals <clears throat> have changed, like... Uh, I, a lot of characters have like grown mm-hmm. exponentially, but like Egwene is like is different. Well, actually, Matt had like a soft reset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, without that, uh, yeah, I think that like Egwene's like core beliefs and and like how she views life have changed for sure. Uh, yeah, it's weird. There's mm-hmm. a, there's. there's there's a lot, everyone has, like, changed in, like, certain ways, but Egwene, I feel like, is just, is most overall. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's just, it's just interesting. She's, she's so, I don't want to say, like, broken, but, but becoming the Emerlin seat has really, like, made her kind of boring as a character. Really? I don't yeah, find her boring. she's... She, she, I don't think she's like written the most interesting, and I feel like the the the, the pacing <clears throat> of the book makes the section kind of boring. But I definitely don't find Egwene boring, especially how she's working with Swan and like finding ways to assert her power in like a legitimate way. Yeah, th- but none of it comes from any personal desire. Right? It is all like she drank the Kool-Aid of being the Amerlin, and now she is the Amerlin seat so hard that I feel like she's she's so caught up in being an Aes Sedai mm-hmm. that I've lost like who Egwene is a little bit at times and mm-hmm. her her interactions with other characters I think Egwene has lost who Egwene is as well oh 100% yeah 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 but, but the problem with that is that it, it really comes through for me in stuff like when she's talking about Rand this character that she should be working with well, and, but, and I, like won't. I was listening to the Eye of the World yesterday, and I was like, God, like they were, they had this relationship, they were so close, and it's like really unfortunate that they can't work together because I feel like that would be a huge benefit. Uh, Turvok, I think that's a chat. Wouldn't all of her Thank imprisonments you, change her profoundly? Oh, I agree. Right, I think that I think that yeah. everything she's been through has changed her so much. Yeah, I just totally. right now I find the like her like like real like. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word to use. Uh, her 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 commitment to being the Amerlin seed is so strong, and it is so baked in this desire of like reuniting the tower mm-hmm. that in, in, that can't happen, right? Like the tower will never properly reunite. It's just fundamentally not possible that she is making these like really boring decisions to not do things because she's so like 
and we get it throughout this first chapter, right? She is, Gareth Bryan walks over and is like, let, let let's me, get into let's get into the chapter because yeah. I can use specific examples. Yeah, as we Gareth get through is it to like, let me it. take the city. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. And she's like, well, no, I don't want people to fight in the street because the tower's what's important. So like, we're gonna do fuck all. We're just gonna watch <laughs> ships make it into the harbor. We're just gonna add more and more soldiers to the city. And so I'm like, well, but like your the, your desire to be the Amarlin seat, the best version of the Amarlin seat, is is running headlong in with. The thing that you set out to do and said that you were going to do. And so now she's just stuck in this like circular pattern of not acting because mm-hmm. she she doesn't know who she is anymore. Yeah. And like she should be working with Rand. Tarmageddon is coming. Like we know yeah. Tarmageddon's coming. She's literally a fucking dreamer. She sees the future. Yeah. And ap- apparently she has a plan, but we don't know what the fuck that is. But it but it is also not going to happen anytime soon, right? Yes, we and do so know that. And so we have this weird problem with her as a character of, like, she has this position of power that isn't really a position of power because the hall makes it complicated, and so we actually don't well, really know how much power she has. No, she, she's in a position of power. She's, like, invoked this, like, law of, like, war or whatever. So anything to do with, like, Elena and this fight, like, she kind of has, like, the ultimate say. As long as with- she doesn't overstep. Well, yeah, and get deposed as the Amarlin Seat. And this is this is where like the politics <laughs> of this is getting complicated for me. Yeah. In that the politics of this moment is is only Robert Jordan is only using it to stall. None of the politics move anything forward. All like because BNN they, they basically look at the tower, nothing's gonna happen. The ship makes it in because they can't stop it. Because Egwene isn't willing to do anything to stop it. She has the ability. Robert Jordan literally writes a chapter where he's like, these are all of the things that Egwene could do to stop this. And she won't, though, because she's anxious about it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fucking dumb. So instead of, after explaining to us all of the actions she could be taking towards her goal, Robert Jordan then writes 200 pages of her chatting with people. Yeah. About all of the things that she's not doing to accomplish her goal and makes us read all of that. It's like disrespectful to the reader because I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, do, do something. Especially after you've pointed out all of the things. Cease Army says she, she doesn't want to kill people. She walked across a country, <laughs> across multiple countries, to siege the White Tower. She collected the, uh, armies across multiple countries to siege the White Tower. And then she shows up and goes, hey, we're here to fucking siege you. In a couple of weeks, when I work up the courage to do it, even though I have walked across countries for three fucking books, three books to work up the courage to do this fucking shit, and she gets to the riverbank and goes, ah, not today. What the Uh, fuck are you doing? Thank God we have a good mic. I, like, I, I just am like, I'm like, you fucking idiot. You spent months wading through snow, dealing with fucking everybody across multiple countries, and she gets to the riverbank and goes, not today, Satan, I don't want people to fight in the streets of Tarvalon, the city that I came here to siege with an army. It is, I, I just, oh my God, I'm so frustrated. It is so insane. It is insane. I know, I know. She, they, it, this has been going on for so long. <laughs> and she gets there and is like, nah, I'm going to go have chapter 18, a chat with Sawan. 
Even the title of the chapter is a chat with Suwan. We have been waiting for her to get here for four fucking books. And the chapter is she has a little sit down. They have tea and crumpets and Halima's hot. And Gwen can't get over how hot fucking Halima is. And I just wanted to pull my brain out of my ears and throw it out the goddamn window into the Canadian cold so that it could freeze and I could thaw it when Gwen decides to do something. This is, I feel like this is the embodiment of how the people who had to like wait years for this book felt. And they were like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Adanu, you know, realize how sieges work, right? Adanu, you have to sieging. start the siege. They haven't started it. Yeah, here's the thing. If they were, if they were blockading, if they were doing something, it would be a siege, but they're just, Jay Allen, they're just sitting there. They haven't started the siege yet. I know that there's no fighting a siege. I get that. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you. But she, they got there and haven't started it yet. Yeah, no. Food. It's been two soldiers. weeks. They're just going in and out of the city. At, with, at, like, it doesn't matter. It's been two weeks. And they've just been fucking sitting there. And then for the entire reading this week, they just are talking about nothing. BNN show. Okay, let's get into it. BNN shows up and she's like, hey, some of the girls want to uh, negotiate with Aes Sedai, which is how you start Aes a fucking... Well, with the White Tower. With the White Tower. Okay. And and that's yeah, how you yeah. start a siege. You start by, yeah, they, you gather outside of the walls. The leaders of both parties come out. They, they chat and they both say, we're not going to submit to your terms. That's literally how it fucking, that's how every starts. Yeah. So after two weeks, they finally start the siege. Uh, no, Josh, they haven't. They haven't started the siege yet. Josh, uh, welcome that'll back happen to the, in the next book. Welcome back to the nerd table. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. We appreciate that. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're almost, we're almost done with this book. Baka Karn says, could this have to do with the plan you don't know about yet? Yes, but don't write seven fucking chapters about a plan I don't know. There's like, yeah, like a chunk of book that it's like, <laughs> you're going to find out, maybe. Because mm. here's the thing, I don't trust Robert Jordan enough that we're going to get the resolution in this book. Oh, we're not. I don't think we ever come back to Egwene. This was right. the entirety of the Egwene section of this book. And it do was think so? hot garbage. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I will be very upset if that was all we get. And here's the thing. I don't I don't mind a buildup. I don't mind foreshadowing. But there has to be payoff and, like... There has to be foreshadowing. Well, There's yeah. no foreshadowing in this. There's just, oh, if your plan works... Yeah. Robert Jordan got so far up his own ass because the... the, the I, and I understand it. This series did well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, remember, oh, uh, before I get to this, Josh Timko... Thank you for being a member for nine months. Back yep, to, uh, behind on the stream again. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm upset. My brain's <laughs> roiling. Uh, Robin Sows, 79. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Sanderson describes 8 through 10 as Jordan saying, I'm not ready for the series to be done, so let's live in this world for a while. And I think that's the best description of the slog. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, Robert I can Jordan see that. got so far up his own ass that he thought that every thought that he had about this world deserved to be written down. And if this was a textbook about the Wheel of Time, sure, go at it. <laughs> this is a novel. This is supposed to have a plot. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. <clears throat> I'm I'm good. I'm just like fuck. God damn. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I God like damn. my it, yeah. I, and that's what I felt like. I was reading a textbook. Like I had been assigned mm -hmm. this book in school, and I was just trying to get through it so that I could say that I read it to my teacher. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, okay, more of nothing. And I want to reiterate, The Shadow Rising is the best fantasy book. 
Like, this isn't me saying Robert Jordan is a bad author. The Shadow Rising is probably the best book of fantasy I have ever read in my life, right? Yeah. And there are three or four other books in this series that come close to it. Robert Jordan wrote an incredible six-book series. Yeah. And that is why this is so frustrating. Because if I read this book on its own, I'd be like, oh, this author isn't very good. I'd be like, this author right. doesn't know how to write. If you just picked up this book, you'd like, be like, what? If you only read Crossroads of Twilight, like, I would legitimately look at the book and be like, this was written by someone who doesn't know how to write a book. Yeah. Because it's bad. No caller ID. I le- no. Like, I legit, like, Crossroads of Twilight is a bad book. We're 600 pages in. Nothing is, what? what it's, it's fine. On its own, Here's it is bad. I it is fine because it's no, real no, no, time. No, 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 no. I, I will agree. I will disagree with you there. I do think that this is an aggressively fine book because Robert Jordan still is able to, uh, like, write beautifully, and there's still like, uh, like, the inklings of things that are interesting in here. <laughs> no, no, I. Like, it's fine because there are there are inklings of things that are yeah, interesting. Yeah, look, I've read bad books. I I cannot group this book in with those. It's fine. It is like very mediocre. It's bad. All right. I it is it, your defense of it is 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 valid. My defense is it's not the worst thing I've ever read. <laughs> but it's a bad book. Yeah. On its uh, own, if you read a 700-page book where nothing happened. If this was book one, there would be no book two. It'd be rude, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Steven, uh, thank you for that super chat. Don't worry, next no. book is one of my favorites and things do happen. Look, we've heard that the next book is incredible. We are very excited to get to it. But goddamn. Yeah. Uh, so BNN is like, look, these girls want to negotiate. And so Egwene thinks that she makes this, like, masterful political move by being like, yeah, let them negotiate. Which is, like, just, like, the basics like, of course, you're going to try and negotiate. You're not going to, like, whatever. Do you, okay, It's do not you, some, like, you, big brain thing she does. Do you think Halima, not, well, Halima. Delana. Halima and Delana. Yeah. Do you think that they wanted negotiations, or do you think that they, like, what was the, why did Delana bring that up, do you think? Be, I, I don't know. The Dark Friends want them to negotiate, probably. Well, but here's the thing. Then Egwene was like, okay, yeah, let's negotiate. And Delana's like... Like, she, like, nearly fucking falls over out of fear. Like, so I, I don't know. The the dark friend plot for the White Tower doesn't mean anything to me, so I don't know. Yeah, There I are don't know so either. many Black Aja in the White Tower that I don't, I, on both sides of the White Tower, that, like, I don't know. It could be, they could have literally any plan. We here's here's the problem that we have not been given any information in any direction about what anybody wants in this storyline. Mm-hmm. So like I I just I don't know. Like it it Delana could be uh, maybe Halima told Delana to like fight against negotiations, or Halima told Delana to like try and make sure negotiations happen. So Delana is acting that way. Like yeah. the the because all of the like dark friends are sequestered and there's like plans on plans on plans. Yeah, I I don't know what any of it means. Yeah. And we've known that Halim and Delana are evil for so long, and they haven't done anything with that. Well, they did murder somebody, so at least there's something that happened. Sure. <clears throat> they murdered one of the 90 named Aes Sedai Like, I don't know who Anaya is. Oh, she died, sh- and I was like, oh, that's one of them. <laughs> one of them died. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, Michael, thank you for that super chat. RJ failed to connect the dots in his storylines. He added meandering... Between some dots and some dots happen off page. 100%, Michael. Yeah, that's a word. Sorry, I've never seen that before. And so, like, 
<clears throat> I, I, I don't like I don't know why Halima's giving Egwene headaches. It's been going on for so long. I have no idea what she's doing. Do you? Do you have? Do you have like a? Do you have like an answer to that question? I assumed that it was just so that Halima could try to like be in the room where it happened, like kind of thing. Like she could overhear. She would have an excuse to be around Egwene and to like possibly influence her. But I also don't see any evidence of like influence. So I I don't know. And that's the problem. If I. I, I it would be fun if it felt like I could like be like, ooh, what is Halima trying to do? But it is mostly the the writing around Halima is mostly Egwene calling her hot and then calling her a slut and then kicking her out of the room. Yeah. And like that happens like three times this week. Yeah. And like I, I don't know. I just I, I wish that I, I I just don't give a shit about any of it because nothing because it does because there's no like there's no context for the reader. Yeah. Uh, Jero, uh, thank you for that super chat. Thank you. It's a structural issue. A reconstruction from the second half of Lord of Chaos to the end of this book should be undertaken. Many bad choices were made. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely one of those things. We've said it I, a bunch of times, but this, it could, it, yeah, could have been an email. The, the books could have been condensed down a lot, I think. Oh, I, I, there's nothing in this book that I care about. So you could have cut this entire book so far for me. I don't know. Like, like I said, I really <laughs> like seeing Elaine... Um, trying to like gain the throne and and the challenges that like that presents, but even still, sure. It but is the meandering. most interesting parts of that are ahead of us. Like that, yeah. that's like there's that there's still more of that. I'm saying that like <laughs> you're gonna get the interesting parts of that. This book wasn't the interesting parts of that. The interesting parts are ahead, right? So there's yeah. some there's some like background info from this book that you would need to like condense and put at the beginning of the next book but thus far there's nothing in this book I actually needed to could read. Could have been an email. Uh, Rant on Ward thank you for that super chat. Thank you. You, also, you have a nice day too. You, you have mm. a nice day. So um uh, Hasty Alder Haman says do the headaches interfere with her dreaming but does uh, so does Halima know that Egwene is a dreamer then? Because how would Halima know that? Uh, uh I don't know. Right like so but so then I feel like in order for us to make that assumption, right, Hayes Elder Haman, that the reader has to assume things about what Halima wants. And I, I don't enjoy doing that. I want to know what the Halima wants so that I can understand her motivation. But like if we're sitting around being like, well, maybe it's because uh, they have this knowledge of this character that gets into like the, the reader has to do so much work for the author and that's not good writing, in my opinion. If if the if the reader is constantly trying to put uh, like explanation for what is happening in the book on the book because you can't find it really because it's so vague, then I, in my opinion, that is bad writing, and that's what this has gotten onto a lot of. Yeah, I, uh, some people are saying that she went from Mogadian. I, I that could possibly be true, even though I don't think we've ever seen. Uh, Halima and Mogadian in the same room, except surrounded by a bunch of other people as well. No, they've no because they were at that dark friends. The, the no, the, I mean the, like one on one. Like I don't think they have ever like you know how like Semiel and Grandal had interactions and like you know like we saw yeah. a bit of Semiraj. Like we like Halima and Mogadian. I don't think have ever met one on one that we have seen and like talked about yeah. shit and like worked on the same page. And now Mogadian is like the captor of like Moradin. So like yeah. it. 
Sure, maybe that's a possible thing, but if we were supposed to like suss that out, I would like to know that they were working together but to some Mogadian degree. But does Mogadian know that Egwene has true dreams? Maybe. 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 Like, you know, Mo- um, Mogadian like was was around for a while, probably heard stuff she wasn't like supposed to hear and could like And infer. has at some point passed that along. Like, maybe, like and, maybe. And, but, and, but this gets into the problem of we know that the Forsaken don't work together. Or they only work together to a certain degree so that they gain their own advantage over somebody else. Right. Okay. So it could be anything. Delana could shake in her boots for any fucking reason because we don't know what it is. Um, yeah. So Egwene thinks she's being big brain by being like, yeah, we'll negotiate with Alana. It, that's later. It's not big brain. It's it, like Egwene uh, being like, oh, I've, I'm going to figure my way through this. We're going to talk to the people we're sieging. Yeah, that's how sieges work. Like... They, they yeah. you you show up and you go hey we want to talk to you and they ride out and you're like we're gonna siege you or you can surrender now that's how like sieges begin yeah going sieges don't begin by hiding in the woods and riding out to look at the river once a day oh i'm sieging you mentally i'm not doing anything yet but but in my brain like, i've got you, you know, it's like the equivalent of a glean being like <laughs> I'm squeezing her head. <laughs> yeah. I'm squeezing it. Uh, no, I yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, nothing happened. My only note for this whole section. Do you want to know what my only note for the section is? Uh, yeah. Halima has really bad handwriting. Halima has ter- yeah, because she's a man. Yeah. Because because boys don't have good handwriting Men, in the age of legends. Their handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know why this is hilarious, but I wrote it down. <laughs> Uh, anyways, next next chapter. What do we got? Um, David Wright says we know what Halima wants. Did you miss who she is? There's no way you missed it by this part of the books. We don't know please what Agenor wants. Please explain to me what any of the Forsaken want. A- Agenor is just there. To, they want to the fuck Lord of Chaos up. to rule. Yeah. Like the like. I, I'm sorry, but like we don't. The Forsaken are terrible villains. They're, they're, they're terrible villains. Lately, they used to uh-huh. be great because at least we knew who they were, what they were doing. Mm-hmm. The Forsaken have gotten to the point where they're not fucking doing anything they are they are non-elements in these books they're they're pointless and the only one who matters is moradin but the but we never get enough perspective of what he wants to care he just shows up the the forsaken show up and do things seemingly at complete random and but there's a plan but we're never included in on what that plan is and so we just kind of are like waiting for them to matter hopefully they do at some point hopefully this five book plot with Halima matters at some point. I would love I'm for sure, it to. I'm sure it will. I, but I it have, has been five books. I have faith that things will tie up eventually, but like, but there, yeah, it's it's definitely the long game, which some people don't make it to the end because it's boring, right? A lot of people drop out around here because they're like, nothing's happening. There's no payoff. People are just kind of doing random things. And like, I get, I get that. I get why people would not make it through yeah. this section of the series. Yeah. So, yeah. Lightblind Fool says the main characters don't know what the Forsaken are up to, so we don't know much either. But That's, we get... Okay, we are in book 10. But the, uh, the other thing we as well is that, like, that we get some Forsaken POVs. So mm-hmm. if, if that were the case... like I. I but all, all we learn from the Forsaken POVs that that is that they talk to one another. Well, sometimes... Sometimes things happen. I'm so salty today. I'm sorry. This was just this. This book is like, I'm so excited to get to the next book, you guys. This book is breaking me. It is literally just. Uh huh. It is. It is bad, and I. 
I I don't I like if if you stopped reading the series at this point, I get it. I I I can't imagine. If I didn't have the show, there I would not finish this book. I would maybe start the next one and see if things were better. Mm. Because everyone said, like, I would literally have just, I would have read a synopsis and moved on. Because and the problem is that I think that a lot of this book could be a synopsis, right? So. So, chapter 17, Egwene goes and looks at the Quen. Oh, oh, no, 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 wait. <laughs> Egwene gets back to the camp. Yeah. And is like, ooh, people don't know I'm the Amerlin. I'm going to sneak around the camp and have a good time. And I was like, oh, this could be fun. Yeah, no, we it could lasts, see the camp. Egwene it makes lasts it five minutes. Ten fucking steps, gets off her horse and is like, oh shit, I don't know what to do with a horse now. Because apparently being the Amerlin for the past three months has made me unable to deal with my own problems. So she's like fucking trying to get her stole out of her bag so that she can have someone else deal with her horse. Yeah. Look, I get that there's nowhere to like tie it up, I guess. But it You just, are not the innkeeper's daughter anymore. God damn. very funny that I was like, oh, she's going to go incognito. And then was like, oh, man. It sucks that no one knows that the Amberlynn. <laughs> she was incognito for all of five seconds. And then it's like, nah, fuck this. I like having people do shit for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, nah, it's great. Egwene is the epitome of like growing up with no money and then having money as an adult mm-hmm. and realizing that you're willing to pay to never be inconvenienced again. Yeah, yeah. Like once you go to Disney World and you buy the, the Genie, Plus. Genie Plus, that pass pass <clears throat> lane, it's hard to go back. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, well, if I don't have to wait $25 to not wait in lines, I'll fucking pay $25 to not wait in lines. My time is valuable. Yeah, but yeah, so she goes into the tent that she, yeah, she sees somebody going to the tent and is like, ooh, what's going on in here? Well, no, she knows what's going on there because it's it's obvious. Yeah. yeah, They're making Quendalar like crazy. Um, Well, I mean, they're trying to. No no one else is very good at it. They have people going round the clock, though. Oh, a hundred percent. They're yeah. they're they're going around the clock, but like everybody else is like not great at it. And then we kind of get the throwaway line that like Egwene has a plan for it that she needs somebody for because she can't do it herself. So it's going to have to be one of these two people. But we don't know what that plan is or mm-hmm. how it is like influenced by anything. Here's my problem with this Quindalar situation. Mm-hmm. Egwene like picks something up and turns it into Quindalar in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> and everyone else is to slowly... No, no, but here's the problem. If Egwene can do that, then in the course of an hour, she can make more Quendalar than if she sat all of those sisters down for the next six years. So, like, why the fuck is anybody else doing it? I don't know. Why doesn't she just take an hour every day, turn a shitload of stuff into Quendalar, and, like, sell that? Why is she having these people sit there, like, trying to do this thing that she does in a second? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. I guess it is she's a just massive waste of time. Busy. But, 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 but. But the amount of time that it takes her to make 80 pieces. And that's the thing. If she took 10 minutes of her day, like 10 minutes is not is not a lot of time. She could make mo- like probably double what everybody else makes in the entire day combined. So it's like, yeah, why doesn't she? I don't know. Maybe she's like, uh, maybe you guys can improve and get better at this, I guess. Maybe, maybe she thinks that she'll find someone who can match her, but it just really feels like she's just wasting everybody's time for a task that she can do in uh, yeah. the blink of an eye. If, if it had been one. like, well, it would take, if, if, if they had just said like, it takes a Gwen like 10 minutes instead of an hour, then it would be different because. You're like, okay, that's a lot. That, that's definitely a lot of time. <laughs> but if Egwene can do it instantaneously 
and it's just about the money, it's not about anything else, then the entire exercise is pointless. And if I was one of those sisters and I watched her do it, I'd be like, why the fuck are we doing? Like, I too would be in that situation being like, girl, just make... Maybe she's making like Quindalar siege weapons. No, she's making bowls. Well, like, that's we know what, what she making. has other people making. But maybe that's why she was like, I need one of these people to be really good at it so they can come make fucking cannons for me out of Quindalar. Because it's not, it's unbreakable. Well, she doesn't know what a cannon is yet. Sorry, like... Matt, Matt has not introduced cannons. Pro- projectiles. We now know... I, I'm, I'm like 100% in on cannons now, right? Uh-huh. After Egwene's dreams. We'll get to Egwene's dreams. Guys. Oh, yeah, I yeah, promise yeah. we will get to Egwene's dreams. Cannons, yes. That is definitely happening. Um, I don't know, but like, yeah. this is dumb. This is, this whole thing is dumb. Gwen is just literally wasting people's time and she can do it herself. So like, I don't, For I some plan do that not we, understand we what the point of this know. is. Yeah. L- yeah. But, but it's happening. There's, uh, Gwen figured out Quendalar. Good for her. Yeah. And then we get to your favorite chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, wait, she can't make siege equipment. Why? Because that would be a weapon. She can. No, nope, she, she will not. To. She's she has made the the if she the decides choice. to. If she decides to, I'm just saying she's living as if she's already made the oaths. Um, okay, then we get to chapter 18. A chat with Sawan. Um, Sawan fills her in on information that we already know, but uh, Sawan doesn't know the truth of it. And so this is an entire chapter of reading characters make assumptions about information that the reader already has incorrectly. Uh, yeah, moving on. <laughs> Anea's dead. That's important. Yes. No, Anea's not dead yet. That's not yet. No, no. no that's Anea later. comes into the scene. Um, because Akarin has returned from Shadar Lagoth. And Egwene is like, I love that they sent such weak people to Shadar Lagoth. <laughs> oh, Egwene also tasks um, Swan with figuring out why young people who haven't had the shawl for 70 years are becoming sitters. A plot line that... A plot that is still happening that I genuinely, like, I, I have I have no idea. I, it, that's, it has to matter at some point, right? Yeah. It, it's been brought up so many times. It has to matter at some point. It yeah. has to. It just, it has, I, I have, it has to come back yes. in a relevant way at some point in these fucking books. Yeah. Gosh, I hope so. Uh... <laughs> So then um, they go to the hall. Uh, this this has one of those like great moments where Egwene enters the hall. She's like announced by Shariam. And then there's... Well, no, she has to wait a really long time. Oh, yeah, because Shariam's running. And Shariam doesn't show up. She's like, I'm going to go meet her there, I guess, because maybe she misunderstood. <laughs> there. Are... So then Shariam announces her and she walks into the hall and it is four pages of description before another character speaks. Yeah. And I was like, we know. Yeah, people are sitting in places they people wouldn't People are sitting sit. in benches. Oh my God, you guys. Uh, Robert Jordan is like, I'm going to describe very slowly where every single woman in the room is sitting. And like, I. And what they're wearing. I and went their expression back. on their faces. I went back to the White Tower scene uh-huh. from The Great Hunt. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. And I was like, did Robert Jordan mm-hmm. take the time? To explain where every single woman in the White Tower scene is sitting. No. He went, there are seats along the walls for all of the Ajas. There are three sitters per Aja. And then he moved the fuck on. 
And I was like, wh- where is this Robert Jordan, right? Yeah. Like, Robert Jordan, like, in book two, d- did not go around the room and be like, and that's Takima, and that's this person, and this person sitting in this seat, and this person usually is in this seat, but today is in this seat, which is weird because she usually likes a seat that's closer to the Emerlin's throne, but today she's sitting in a seat that's closer to the door, which I thought was going to be relevant to what happens in this chapter, but I it thought isn't. it was going to be relevant too. I was like, <laughs> it okay. It does not matter. All right. Why, why is this happening? No, no, it, okay. And so I was, yeah, it's, yeah. So it literally like four pages describing where people are sitting before someone talks. And I read all of it and I, I, I will never read it again. Yeah. I will not pick up this book again in my lifetime. I want to burn it. It's fine. I, I don't fire. hate it that I much. Won't. So We're obviously, I won't. Obviously, I don't burn books for no reason, but like, oh my God. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, so then uh, uh, we actually get like some interesting like ideas here mm-hmm. in that uh, the tower sent Ocarin and her people because they're really good at resonating, which is a thing that has never existed before now. Well, it has not been mentioned to us. Yeah, I but apparently think. the women can feel. Si- no, no, no. This is new information that is like wildly new information. That women can resonate for Sidin. That is that is very different than any information we've ever had before. Because yeah. we have been told repeatedly that women who channel cannot feel Sidin. And then in this chapter, these women come in and we're, are like, hi, we're the professional Sidin feelers. There was a lot of Sidin at this event. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the, if it was it, ever brought up before. That comes out of nowhere to me. We have never, we have, we have never in these books been told that women can like feel sight in no. after it's been channeled. The only because thing then we know they can feel um, a side side are like that they can like feel the existence of the weaves afterwards for like a day or depending on how strong that they are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the male half of the. But this means that someone should be able to tell them to tell Egwene that someone is using sight in on her. If that's what the massages are. No, the the, the headaches are side in. Oh, you think that... Halima is giving her the headaches, right? Right. In order to be needed to stay around. Hmm. So, like, the, this... So, suddenly, we now have a thing. We, ha- we now have, like, side in detector women. Yes. Yes. Who then is very helpful when an, 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 Anaya dies... And they're yes. like, oh, yes, it was the male half of the source. And I was like, oh, wow, that's useful. It, this this really, this, this so much yeah, like Quendalar, this are... springs up out of nowhere to me. Yeah, here, I wonder, okay, I wonder if the no one's thinking about if the Egwene's headaches go unnoticed because you have to, like, go specifically, like, check for it. You can't just, like, feel it out. So, um, Bazimian says, didn't Mogidian say she could teach the Wonder Girls how to detect Sidin, or was that one of her lies? No, Mogidian said that she had taught them a way to detect Sidin that was a lie. That was a lie. She told Halima. Yeah, that they were going to keep trying to do it, and it was going to keep making them sick, because it doesn't work. Right. And so, if, so women can't feel Sidin until after it's been used, but then they can resonate it. And know that it was used. Which feels... Which which feels like really convenient to have been using throughout these books. It feels like there's a lot of times in these books where that resonating ability would have been very like useful. Useful. Yes. 
And I don't know why they had like yeah, th this this was just this was an important thing that they suddenly brought up, but then oh, so it's then, very important. No, the, so then the White Tower knows about resonating. Uh huh. But Egwene doesn't really. But Mogideon taught them the wrong way to do it. But the White Tower, the I Little thought, Tower, already knew how to do it. I thought Mogideon's lies was trying to teach them how to like <clears throat> detect it when it's being channeled. You know how Rand gets goosebumps when 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 women are channeling. Yes. I thought it was more like that, like they were trying to learn how to feel when a man was channeling. Okay, but then at what point, d okay, so then say say a man channels. Yeah. At what point in that process can you start resonating it? Is it like an hour later? Because if you if you have the ability to resonate and feel sight in the, the, that it has been used, then wouldn't you be able to start resonating it as soon as it has been used? That would make sense. Right? Yeah. And so it why if like why didn't Aleda send resonators to stop Rand from chant? Like like it just so What it, do you mean stop? Well, cuz when we're I with, don't think they can when stop we're with Aleda's party, right? When they're going after Rand books and books and books ago? Yeah. They're like worried cuz they don't know if Rand is channeling or not. But wouldn't if they just had resonators like it just it it th this came at so this this Wait, is what do you mean rand channeling <clears throat> what are you talking about way back yeah when Aleda sent her congress to like go talk to rand yeah and there's all the concern among them about whether or not rand is channeling because they can't feel him channeling but like they would know because they could have resonators with them which is a thing that they know exists because we they they have people who are good at it you mean before they like capture him when there's still like yes. an envoy? Yes. The concern about Rand channeling in front of them is a moot point because they would know if he's channeling. Oh, because if they, they have had resonators. A resonator. Because this is a thing that exists. Right. They should have sent resonators if that was a thing at that time to go deal with a man who can channel. Yes. Yeah. No, you're you're right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Baka right. Karn says, if you feel for something you can't see and touch it, you know it's there. But that's not how, that is not how Sidin has been explained to us. This is suddenly, in book 10, oh no, women can feel Sidin. The thing that they've never been able, that we've been told over and over and over again, they cannot feel. They cannot feel a man channeling. But they can resonate it afterwards. I, yeah, I guess. But, but what, at what point is afterwards? Like if I you're, don't know. If you're, if yeah, you're, I don't know. Like, is it once the weave has been let go? Is it <clears> while <throat> it's being made? Is it an hour afterwards? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, like Blinded Fool, they have no reason to believe there's a man who can channel in the camp. Of course they have reason to believe that. People have been mean? dying. <laughs> what do you mean? In the salad bar camp? Yeah. Th this is not the first person Halima's killed. Is it? She dragged that other person out into the woods and killed them too. Oh yeah, but that was like, that was like physical. Also, like, there was Mogideon like... went missing because, no, no, this is the problem. Mogideon went missing because a man touched the Adam. Right. This this is the this isn't no no chat. They should have resonated. They have been they should be resonating the camp every five fucking minutes because Mogideon was uh, released. The Forsaken was released from the camp by a man who can channel. Right. Yeah. They should be checking the fucking camp every ten minutes. Ever since then, this is ins it is insane to me that you have resonators who can sense male channeling uh -huh. and you know that a male channeler walked into your camp and released the. Fuck Forsaken, who knows all of your secrets and deeply, disturbingly wants to murder you, 
that happened, and Egwene has not been like, hey, we should resonate around camp randomly just to make sure the Ashaman, these violent villains that we know can travel, yeah. like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You should be resonating constantly. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they know the Black Tower exists. They know that Loghain has escaped. They know that Megiddon was freed by a man. They know that, like, there are too many reasons. Yeah. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter that the camp knows it was Megiddon. They, like, like what, whatever her pseudonym was for, for when she was there, like, Egwene could have been like, hey, you can sense the male half of the source. Can you go in that room and see if maybe somebody used it for whatever reason? Like, she's the Amerlin. And she has people who are, like, literally sworn to her. Mr. So. Wrangler. No, don't delete that message, what? monkey. Mr. Wrangler says cut down on the F-bombs, please. Mr. Wrangler, are you... You're, you're a Is narg. Is your first time? Are you new here? <laughs> Come on. We... At the end of this... At the end, we're going to have these characters fuck each other. <laughs> like, do you... What the fuck? Don't come in here and tell me not to say the fucking fuck word. We, we know who Get the leaves. fuck out of here. God damn. We know who Don't leaves. tell me how to run my mouth in my channel. We know who leaves for Smut Corner. Oh, Jesus Christ. And all caps, too. Get the fuck out. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cut down on F-bombs, please. Uh, I want you to talk about the book the way I want you to talk about the book. Fuck off. If you don't like the way we talk about the book, don't fucking come. Yeah. That, like, the, like the, God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's, there's no reason for that. It's worse because of the all caps. If it was like polite, if it, it yeah. would be different. It'd be like, no, hey, yeah. I don't like it when you swear. That would be different. But the all caps like screaming at me how to do my job. Uh, Yeah. No, maybe, maybe don't. Maybe don't. Um. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I promise you. You can't fucking come until Smut Corner. <laughs> God, our like censor uh, bot is uh, is hilarious. I just I love I just love that. Like who yeah. who swears? Like who shouts at someone? D d do do it different. In 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 episode, what are we on? It, like we've been, been doing this for over a year. It's 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 been a year. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's been a year. <laughs> this is your first episode. There's like 90 hours of this podcast at this point, and there's not a single one of those hours where one of us hasn't dropped an F word. Yeah, it's not, yeah, not going to happen. Like, how did you get this far in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, resonating is apparently a thing. But, like, there's so many reasons they should be resonating fucking everywhere. Well, that, that, that is, yeah, kind of my thought as well. Like, why why are we not using this more? Unless it's being used like, off screen and we don't get to see it. Which, here's a again, prime example. Can I, can I jump in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a prime example. They are finding weevils in their food. Yeah. Despite the fact that they have used Sidar to block that. Yeah. And they don't understand what's going on. Maybe check it. Maybe resonate it with the male half of the power. For the, for the male half of the power. Maybe, yeah. right? Like, like you know that you have enemies who are male channelers. You know that they can get into your camp. Yeah. You know that Loghain was, like, like there's just you know, there's you so many... You sense them in the same way you can sense a woman that can channel. And so bringing so... up resonating in this way makes the Aes Sedai seem like fucking idiots. Oh, no, I said another F word. <laughs> what are we going to do? Call the cops. Oh, no! Uh, yeah, Jesus. yeah, I... No, you're right. There, there's a lot of times where this, like, might be really useful. And I don't think that the weevils and stuff is actually, like, 
Dirt um, Bird, thank you for 10 gifted memberships. Dirt, thank you so much for the 10 gifted. Let's go. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's one of those things which, like, you, you uh, even if it doesn't come up with anything, it's still good to check. I feel like the Weevils is, like, the same thing as, like, you know how Tarvalon has the thing around it that doesn't let, like, rats in, but now it's, like, failing. There's, like, wards that are failing. I feel like... I, I feel like the female half of the source is failing. Because of what Rand did at Shadarlagoth. No. Oh. No. Why do you think it's failing? Before then? that. Because it's been it's like a slow process, right? And and I don't know. Oh, you but think if, this is a continuation of what happened with the Bull of the Winds? Uh no, not the Bull of the Winds. I think that the Dark One's influence is growing. If the Dark One at one point had enough influence to completely taint the male half of the source, it stands to reason that over time he might be able to weaken the female half of the source. Yeah, but he was able to taint the male half of the source because they were directly pouring it into his prison, right? But uh, potentially. <clears throat> and so like I think that like they brought the male half of the source to him. I don't think the female half of the source Unless he's just getting closer to being out, maybe, but I, I don't know. That's what, and that's Derp what. Derp, thank you for that super chat. Derp, thank you so much. We need some more effing nards in this effing chat. You can say fuck. Your <laughs> comment will not be deleted. I don't know if this you can swear. This is an 18 plus show. No, you... I actually don't know if you can swear in super chats because the auto mod catches it. Oh, you might okay. actually not be able to. I don't know that for certain, but very funny. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, it would be interesting if the female half of the source is getting weaker. Um, well, that's what it but, seems like, right? The rats are able to like no. infiltrate through the wards, and this, the this, the weaves that they put around to protect the food aren't like working. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't think I feel like the bowl of the winds doesn't have anything to do with it, and I feel like the Shadar Lagoth thing was too recent that it mm -hmm. needs to be a thing over time. And so maybe there is, maybe using up the eye of the world did it. Maybe. Okay, hear me out. There that is, was so long. That was years ago. Yeah, maybe, maybe. No, well, not years. It was uh, like two years. Was it really? Yeah. Um, okay, so here's the thing. There is a pool of um, untainted Sidon in the world, and that gets used up, and it's not there to balance the side R, which we know that, like, it's most... But then most... Sidar would get more powerful if it's about balance. No, I think because you can do more with the power when you use them both together. So having that like un un Touched. untouched sidine go away weakens inherently the sidar. Maybe that is my only like theory of it because I'm trying to think of like big like things that I could pinpoint to that might cause the weakening. And I don't know. It might be nothing. It, like it might not be a specific thing. But I wondered if it was like the emptying em emptying of the the well the eye. I, I and I, I don't 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 confirm or deny obviously, but I like, don't I don't think that that is the case. But if it is, that's a pretty bold prediction. That the the female half of the source has been getting weaker over the course of the entire series is interesting. Well, and and, and <clears throat> maybe like I don't know. It's just the it only would make like, a re big fun. event. Yeah, it's just yeah. the only big event that I can remember specifically that has to do with the direct like <clears throat> source, like the 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 actual. The source of the source? I, I don't know how See, to See, I think to that it's that. only happening in Tarvalon and in the Little Tower. So I think it's the Dark Friends and the... the, the, the I think it's you what think Masan the Dark is Ones doing. are like yeah. fucking shit up. That's fair. I think it's Masan... It's what, why Masan is in the White Tower, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Which we will get to. 
I don't know. I just I feel like it's weakening, and there's got to be a reason for it. And maybe it's just dark friends, but yeah, who knows? So then, um, uh, Egwene is like, we should, uh, or uh, the no Moria is like, we should. Um, uh, okay, so Akrin is like, look, the Poseidon and Sidar were used to destroy Shadar Lagoth, mm-hmm. and Egwene, who, and this is where things get weird for me, is mm-hmm. like, is are 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 good guys never going to talk to each other? <laughs> Why was that? What? Your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of Elton. I don't know why that was caught by the censor. Your mama jokes are like automatically like censored. So, okay. So, nobody's talking to anyone. Uh, No, communication. Including Elaine isn't telling Egwene that Rand was at the center of the thing. Yeah. Great. So... Because of that, I think that it just blocks Monty Python jokes. Um, so because of that, Ocarin oh, says that the Sidon was used. So, so the, uh-huh. the 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 hall makes this like huge leap that there was a weapon that was used. Yes, they think it they, that the Forsaken has to have discovered some kind of ultimate power nuclear bomb. Yes, and so the response to that is that they want to make their linked circles bigger, but they can't do that because of a complicated quirk of math, and their their decision is to send an embassy to the Black Tower. Yes, so that they can make their circles which stronger. Which they don't know, which, like, Rand hasn't even warned Egwene. I think Rand is being kind of a dick here, because Master No, Tain, Rand is, like, dead. We don't even know if Rand is, like, awake. That's fair. But but I feel like Rand before that should have warned Egwene. Or Cad Swain And Elaine have. that Masram Tame is evil and is trying to murder him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he should have told Elaine that, and Elaine should have passed that on to Egwene. Yeah, that is definitely hey, the Black Tower is currently being run by an evil man who is trying to have Rand murdered. Yeah, let's not go that. Let's the fact that Rand has not passed that information to anybody is criminally negligent. Considering all of these people can fucking teleport. Well, and it just, it is a, like, weird leap that Shadar Lagoth, which mm-hmm. is a place of evil, is now disappeared. Oh, it has to be the evil forsaken? Like, why? Because they don't believe that anyone else could have that kind of power. I understand that. I understand them making that call. I'm saying that... I just, yeah, it's, I don't know. For me, honestly, that seems like a bit of a leap. That would not be my first thought. I'd be like, well, this is an evil place mm-hmm. that, like, yeah, it doesn't, like, serve the shadow in the same way, but it still helps sow chaos mm-hmm. and can be used to fuck people's shit up. Uh, Wait, don't, don't swear. What... No more effort. <laughs> don't fucking tell me what to do. Get out of my house. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Rand knows that Mazram Tame is evil because those two fuckers that he killed, uh, that, what, that he tried to kill with Lan. He overheard um, them talking about how, He overheard about how, them yeah. talking about Tame and that they're working with him. So, yes, he does know for a fact that Mazram Tame is evil. And if he missed that, Rand's an idiot. No, Rand knows. Um, Rand knows that Mar- Mazram Tame is evil. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they don't know about Shadar Lagoth in the frame. Yes, they do. Akarin says that they did the math and they were at Shadar Lagoth. Yes, and they then went one of the it, one of yeah. the Aes Sedai is like, "Oh, well, at least it's Shadar Lagoth that's gone." It's three miles long yeah. and a mile and a half deep of a crater in the earth. But they are very aware. The the Aes Sedai here are very aware of the fact that it was Shadar Lagoth. Yeah. 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 
Um, yeah, I, here's the thing, though. Rand is probably passed the fuck out. Like, he's probably, like, basically half dead somewhere. Ben so, Kelly says Shadar Lagoth was created to fight the Dark One. What? What? It was not. I don't know if you've read the book, but that is incorrect. No, no, no. The, so, I would go back and read Shadar Lagoth was created because books. some evil dude literally corrupted it to its, its Rohan. core. It's Rohan. Yeah, yeah. It's Rohan. It's Rohan. Not you Rohan. Have um, no yeah, Rohan. power here. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it was, yeah, yeah, literally corrupted and became a, like, evil thing that was, like, separate from the shadow, but is still definitely evil. Yes. So, yeah, where would you rather live? Should I look off her Scarborough? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> That's only funny. There's for nobody you. else in Shadar Lagoth, so we'd be alone. But if we live in Scarborough, we would have to live with Scarborough people. No. So I would take Shadar Lagoth. No. The the what's his face is there. Yeah, but he and I could become friends. And the mist that will painfully so? kill you. Okay, oh, whatever. Please. The the All mist right. the mist and I'll be friends. I read the book The Mist. It's fine. I can they, figure it Shadar out. Shadar Lagoth d- is not created. It it happens. Yeah, Shadar Lagoth is is a, a product of um, corruption. It wasn't meant to fight the shadow. They locked up their doors. They were like, nah, fuck everybody else who's actually the fighting the shadow. What is happening in the chat? Guys, we know how Shadar Lagoth came about. It's yeah. in the books. Yeah. We're not we're not going back and relitigating how Arid Hall became Shadar Lagoth. Yeah, the, the Arid Hall was part of the the bastion to fight the dark one, but it got corrupted. It wasn't Corrupted it wasn't to created. fight the Dark One. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It happened. But Arid like, Hall was, sure, was part of the Bastion to fight the Dark One. But yeah. Shadar Lagoth is not. Like, But like Machin Shin wasn't like a creation of no, somebody. Machin Shin is the Dark Wind. Mordeth is... The, Mordeth. I think, yeah. Sorry, there's so many fucking Fuck. names. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shadar Lagoth happened because of corruption and yes. evil. Not necessarily this, the same evil as the Shadow, though. But it just means, like, if, if the Dark One wants chaos, mm-hmm. getting rid of Shadar Lagoth seems like a strange choice. And so that's why I wouldn't... Mashadar, thank you. Mashadar. Um, it's like fucking Morden, Mashadar, Mazrintame, fucking... Um, Let's move on. I, the Ice and I are very aware that Shadar Lagoth is the point. Yeah. And they don't, they're not sad about it because Shadar Lagoth is also evil. Yeah, fuck that. But place. they decide that they're... Wait, do you think that affected Pad and Fane? I'm sorry to interrupt you again. I, I don't know, because I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Because <laughs> it's not in this section. You know what? That's that's fair. Um. <laughs> I was just a, a, Hold up, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. Do you think it affected Pet and Fane? Maybe. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Thanks. I thought it might spark a conversation. <laughs> we had this conversation at the end of last book. Remember when the thing happened that we're still talking about because nothing else has happened since? You're right. You're right. We're still at the same <laughs> place in the timeline. <laughs> neither of us neither of us has the attention span to move this show on. We are so bad. I don't know how this show is as successful as it is because we go on tangents forever. I spent five minutes yelling at a guy for telling me to stop saying the F word. Like, what is our podcast? It's uh, chaos. And yet, chaos. Okay, it's guys, like a train wreck that you can't look away from. You're like, oh my God. Please, please no one say this to Wheel Takes or Wheel Reads or any of the other Wheel of Time podcasts. Mm. But the fact that they are going to go through this book over the course of like nine months 
literally causes me like physical pain please, to think about. Like pray for like them, the please. the fact that they're going to be like please th- they're they're going to do an episode that is just like a chat with Sawan and the the Quindalar chapter like that's one episode that's an hour and a half of their podcast of them being like nothing fucking happened this week like i they're gonna be reading this book for a year thoughts and prayers jesus christ this book is terrible and they're gonna be reading it for a year of their lives welcome back to the nerd table we gave our january to it the worst month that's fine yeah you get all the bad shit out of the way um, welcome back to the nerd table. The, I'm glad you like the tangents because they're not gonna stop. Because there's nothing else to talk about this week. Um, <laughs> the the hall the hall freaks out. Um, so they they bring up the idea of um, uh, this embassy to the Black Tower. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Shariam starts to weep. Yeah, Shariam. Like, Shariam, get your shit, shit together. together. What is wrong with her? Like we know she's being like um, almost held hostage by probably Halima and Egwene. And Egwene? Yeah, she had to swear her oaths to Egwene. Oh, okay, well, yeah. And she's being burnt. So she by has Oma. like conflicting oaths. So like, Sh- Shariam is like not in a good place, but she just fucking loses it. And I was yeah. like, you, you, this, this is not. And Egwene is like, I'm gonna Egwene. have to find a new keeper. Like, my keeper's crying right now. Yeah. At, at, at the, uh, and this is what's crazy. Like, it's not that if she started to cry when they agreed to it, I would have mm-hmm. understood more. But like. Shariam starts to weep uncontrollably because someone brought up an idea. Probably, here's the thing, probably Halima has been like, under no circumstances can you allow people to start thinking that we need to... I don't know. But again, that is you making an assumption about a thing that has not happened. Yeah. And like, I'm tired of having to do that for this book to make it interesting. This book is, it is... This is minute description of boring events that we don't even have context for. And so, and that, the, the, I just hate this book. I fucking hate it. Like, I actually hate this novel. <laughs> and I love The Wheel of Time. I love The Wheel of Time, but Crossroads of Twilight is, I've never hated reading a book as much as I hate reading this so book. So you don't want our Wheel of Time tattoo to be Crossroads of Twilight? Fuck no. <laughs> No, no, no. If you've got that tattooed on a part of my body, I would cut that part of my body off of my body. (laughs) I'll just, I'll do it in Sharpie. It's fine. That way you can wash it off. everyone fucking screams at each other, even though they're not supposed to. The hall loses all decorum, which wouldn't happen in a latest hall. That's all I'm saying. Um, Excuse you? And so, uh, Egwene is like, yo, bitches. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Let's vote. Uh, they all sparkle for um, going. Uh, most of them sparkle. sparkle. It's an old South Park joke. Um, <laughs> the boys in South Park manage to break into the girls' like secret council where they vote on who the hottest boy is. Oh yeah, I remember. And that. it's like, uh, do we sparkle for that? And they're oh, like, sparkle. I yeah, I forgot about that. I have actually. Jokes seen that are episode. really funny when you have to explain them. Um, yeah, you know what. <laughs> We got there eventually. Wait, is Nerdy saying the slog is real? Oh, boy. The no, slog is so real. The Path of Daggers, the first half of Winter's Heart, and then all of Crossroads of Twilight. The second half of Winter's Heart, though, there, there is a break in the slog. Okay, I am hoping that in this last fragment of book we have left that something happens. I'm hoping. So, we'll see. We, we won't say the whole <clears throat> book yet. See, Sarmi, it's not how dare the writer expect we think on book 10. It's how dare the writer write this book. How dare he? 
How dare he sit down and think, you know what I'm going to do for the next book of The Wheel of Time? Fucking nothing. <laughs> they're going to all be waiting for this book and oh, they're going to love this. I'm going to spend the next two years with everyone thinking, oh my God, what happens after the taint is cured? And then I'm going to spend 650 pages telling them to take a giant splintery wooden dildo and shove it up their own asshole repeatedly because at least that would be something active as opposed to this garbage which is just characters sitting and chatting the fucking pair the chapter titles are chats because even robert jordan cannot pretend in the chapter title that it's a conversation it is a casual chat robert jordan does not have the gall to lie to you he tells you this shit is boring and i wrote it and you're gonna fucking buy it because shadow Rising was so fucking good, you think that there's more good shit coming? No! <laughs> Fuck you! He, like, has everybody convinced. He's like, just just wait. Just fucking wait till they read this one. Uh, I just want to say Never Bluffs uh, says you should fucking hit that like button, and uh, they're absolutely right. You should absolutely, absolutely smash that like button. Glenn Pearson, thank you for that super chat. Thank when you, Glenn. the book came out, you should have heard the screams about it being the missing half of Winter's Heart that was edited for length. I can't even imagine, you know, I don't think, like, I was Reddit a thing back then. I don't even know. I just feel like, feel like they probably got real <laughs> spicy. Marisa says it's worse than that. He went back to do the prequel after this. Oh, that's right. We, we, we have, we have fucking, the right. right there. You're we right. have New Spring next. We don't even have Knife of New Bruce Spring next. was what was next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Oh, my God. Oh, man. God damn. Maybe he was like, I need to go write a book that has a plot so I can remember how to do it. I need some practice. I need to go write a novella because I've forgotten how to give my characters motivation. I am very excited for book 11. I'm so excited excited. for book 11. Very, very excited for that. So, um... Um, the, okay, so a quick aside. The reason that we are not skipping New Spring is because we have some traveling coming up in yeah. February. And so, as uh, instead of, like, having weeks in between books that, that we, like... That, that separates the reading. We're going to do New Spring. We've slotted it in so that we don't have to take weeks off in the middle of books. Well, we do take a week off in the middle of New Spring. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's New Spring. That's fine. It doesn't yeah. count. No, I the, mean, the, like, the main reason for it is that we wanted March to be... We wanted to, like, do it as... March is going to be Knife of Dreams. Yes. March is going to be great. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but there's a lot with, with, like, Valentine's Day and Katsukan and gonna us going to Denver. Denver. Yeah. Like, February is just complicated for us. And so Knife of Dreams is going to be all of March. Yeah. Um, is that full schedule posted in the Discord? No. Okay. We'll, we'll, it will be eventually. We'll, we'll put that he there says for you every guys. Week. To, to, yeah, don't worry But about also, it. like, I don't want to skip it. I, I, wanna, I want the full Wheel of Time experience. And New Spring is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 20. Um, Egwene's headache goes away, um, when, uh, because the tower is so chaotic that even her head is like, I don't have the energy to hurt anymore. And so, uh, that we find out that not only, if you thought that the arguing about the Black Tower was only in chapter 19, don't worry, the first couple pages of chapter 20 are Egwene being like, yeah, we didn't decide on anything, so nothing's going to happen. Yeah, don't worry Just in case you were worried that them sending the embassy to the Black Tower would, like, get the plot going. No. Oh, I I told you this last night, but this is what what happens in this chapter. Egwene turns to Merry and Pippin and is like, we have decided. And Merry and Pippin are like, oh, that you're going to, like, have activity in your chapters? And Egwene goes, no, we have decided to keep talking about having activity because 
because we're fucking ants and we never do a goddamn thing because we're trees. And I'm like, when this are Mary and Pippin going to drag Gwen to the edge of the forest so that they can see that nice. Aleda is burning down all the trees so that the fucking Aes Sedai will get involved in the plot somehow? This was Robert Jordan's homage uh, to, uh, to the Lord of the Rings. Yes, but instead of um, making the Ents a background character, he made them the main character of the POV. Yes. Uh, Philip, we will be done all of Robert Jordan's books by Jordan Khan. Yes. So that's that. We're very excited for Including, that. Including, we're going to do a special one-off the week before Jordan Khan that is The Strike at Child Ghoul and yes. Ravens. Yes, 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 yes. So then she goes back to her bed and um, Halima isn't there, which is surprising because Halima's out murdering, but... Uh, well, she thinks she's out, like, getting railed and... Which uh, I wish she was. I know, that, yeah, that would have been more beneficial. 56! Thank you so much for the super Thank chat. Thank you, super chat. <laughs> um, way behind. Nerdy's going hard in the paint with his frustrations. I love it. Y'all are almost mm-hmm. the other side. You can push through. We oh, got this. we're gonna push through. We got this. Thank you for that super chat. We're, we've been doing this for over a year. We're oh, not yeah. giving up. We're now. not fucking. Quitters. Can you imagine? If Mama we're like, didn't raise Guys, no quitters. This is the last episode of the book club. We're done. We're like, yeah, nah, we're good. <laughs> We go to Jordan Con with shirts that are like we we stopped reading the we DNF. We gave up. The we wheel gave of up. time. Gave up. Oh my god. Nah, nah, nah. We're gonna get through, but. God damn. Um, so then uh, Halima's not there, so uh, Egwene decides dreams. to go into the dreaming. She skips out on going to Gawain's dream because she's like, ah, you know, I don't need to get my ass pounded out today. I also like um, don't need to get accidentally trapped in there, so that's yeah. awkward too. So she goes over to Elaine's dream and is like, yo! Hey, Elaine, meet me at the usual. She texts Elaine, uh, and then she goes to tell her on Riyadh, and Elaine does not show up. Avienda shows up! Because pregnancy is stopping Elaine from being able to channel properly. Um, which And, like, she's been pregnant for, like, three weeks. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wow, it's fucking early for that, but okay. She's, she, she is, like, starting to get to the point where you can detect pregnancy. Yeah. With, like, a, like, our modern day pregnancy test. Yeah. Um, but apparently it, it is a hindrance. Unless it's because, oh, God, Sidar is failing. No, I think that it's that because she has twins, she has double the hindrance. Well, that just is unfortunate. Um, and so she uh, she meets up with Avienda, and Avienda is like, "Yeah, she's got two babies." And Elaine is, or and Egwene is like super judgmental of the fact that Elaine and Rand had sex, which I think is hilarious considering like, she had dream sex with Gawain, and I'm like. I know, I know, yeah. She's like very like um it's so weird that also I can definitely tell that Avienda loves Rand, so I don't know what the fuck's going on there. And she's like very judgy of it. Because nobody is being honest with anybody at this point. No. Uh and we also get a Which, a Gwen, like her clothes turn into the clothes she would wear if she was on the women's council back home forcing Elaine to marry. Yeah, yeah. Which also is very funny, right? Because Egwene, Egwene is like, you know what? I'm gonna live by the three O's, right? Yes. And not no lies, no lies. Yes. Um, and it's like, yeah, no, sleeping totally fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like, uh, okay. Wait, what? Like Egwene is like. Uh-oh. Oh, she straight up lies to Avienda. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, Egwene yeah. is a hypocrite. Yeah. I was like, we all know Egwene's a hypocrite, right? <laughs> yes. No one. No one. Egwene is a is a is a. Mm-hmm. mostly useless hypocrite at the moment. It, it, eventually, I think she won't be. Yeah. But right now, she is claiming <laughs> dominion over the three oaths and not actually living by them. Yeah. And, yeah, no, she's a she's a huge hypocrite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah terrible. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's <clears throat> she's gonna she's gonna have her moment, but, like, right now, I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. Whatever. You're just letting more people into this city to die. But. Yeah. 
it's fine. Um, and then they're basically, and then <laughs> on top of that, Egwene is like, hey, I'm also going to need you to like lie to the Aes Sedai about um, all of the people that, uh, everything going on in Camelon. She basically shows up to tell Avienda and Elaine to lie more. Um, because uh, because they're sending an embassy to the Black Tower, people are going to be comfortable going to Camelon, so the Aes Sedai are going to come through Camelon more often. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And the Egwene, uh, we kind of learn Egwene's plan here, which is to convince everyone that what happened with the kin is okay, because the plan is that women will leave the Aes Sedai when they get old so that they can be let go of their oaths <clears throat> so that they cannot be killed early by their oaths. The problem with that being <laughs> that retiring Aes Sedai will still have all of their powers and they just won't have the oaths to stop them. Like this plan makes no sense. So you just hope no that they're a good person by then, like, basically. Because we, we know that like fucking, um, uh, what's her name? The 600 year old uh, uh, Sanchin woman. Sanchin? Oh, Olivia. Olivia, yeah. Olivia is 600, is no weaker. She's like the strongest person alive. <laughs> She's incredibly violent, not held by the oaths. Like, I don't understand why Egwene thinks that letting these women go of their oaths at some point later on in life would stop them from interfering. Look at fucking Cad Swain. Cad Swain is like 300 and something. She's actively interfering. Like this whole retiring from being Aes Sedai thing makes no sense to me. It's not like they... they it's, it's just to preserve their, like, longevity, which... Uh, but okay, why? yeah, I don't know. I guess if you can live for 600 years... So you're saying that the most experienced and the most capable Aes Sedai are going to be the ones who are no longer held by the oaths? Yeah. The ones with the most influence, the ones with the most knowledge, those are going to be the ones that can lie, <laughs> cheat, steal, and fight. But if you were, if you are like 150, you're going to be held by the oaths. But if you're like 500 and you're the most powerful person I on think, the planet, no oaths for you. I think I think here's the thing: when you live a certain way for decades or hundreds of years, mm -hmm. it becomes like an intrinsic part of you. Yeah. You know, like I and I think that that's the hope is that you live by the three oaths for like 300ish years. Yes. And then you are left to your own devices, and you don't get to like. It's like it, you can't be like an active like politician or like uh, military general anymore. But mm -hmm. the expectation is that you've lived so long this way that you will continue, hopefully, to live by those things and be a good person. Um, Philip says the Reds could be repurposed to make sure they're not causing any trouble. How the Reds will be helped by the three oaths, and the kin won't. They can lie. They can, right. like, th th this is inherently the, like, Egwene is so naive and has not thought this through at all. You cannot just retire them from the oaths because they're going to get bored because they're going to live for another 300 years. Right? Like, there, there's no, there's no version of this retirement where you, they're going to, oh. I mean, I think the oaths are dumb, so I'm, I'm like, I get, I'm all for it. No, but I'm but... saying that this makes Egwene dumb. Like, Egwene has not thought this through at all because she's unless she has and we just don't know about it yet but but like her idea is like oh no no you'll be let go of the oaths but then you're gonna promise to us that you're gonna be good after you we've said that you can now lie and that you're not held by oaths as strong anymore yeah but they're not like children they're, they're like you live your you live like 300 years without lying 
Yes. It, and then you suddenly are able to, and you have another 300 years of your life. You're telling me that you're not going to start to do shit just to do shit? They're not teenagers. Old people? Old, no, no, they're worse. They are so much fucking worse. Do you know how many freaking retirement homes have waves and waves of STIs? Because you're old, and the consequences don't matter anymore, and you can do whatever the fuck you want? Old people with power are scary because they've got nothing to lose. They're going to die soon anyway. Imagine taking that, yes. but stretching it over 300 years. I mean, they're, they're going to do, do random shit just to do shit. They're going to be bored. Why wouldn't you do random shit just to do shit? If I had magical powers and I was 500 years old and mm -hmm. everyone I knew from when I was a kid was dead and the world was completely different, I would do the most random shit because I would know it doesn't fucking matter. I mean, you still have hundreds of years, so you're not old as in you're going to die tomorrow. <laughs> there are consequences. <laughs> but, like, who cares? Do whatever the fuck you want. You're going to retire these women with magical powers yeah. who are the most influential people on the planet. Yeah. And you're going to be like, in retirement, you're going to have less restrictions on you. But retirement could last forever. We don't know how long I said I can live. I mean, I, They it's, keep getting older. It's better than condemning them to die at half of their lifespan. Oh, 100%. Oh, no, no, I, I think the Oath Rod is dumb. I'm, I'm not arguing for that. I'm saying that, like, Egwene's plan doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Weapons never made them before. Let's see what I can do. 100%. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, you spent 300 yeah. years being told you can't do this specific thing. And then suddenly, at the age 350, when it doesn't really matter anymore what you do because you've lost like 10 warders, you've, you've experienced all the sadness and grief of life, your family's dead, the town that you were born in probably doesn't even exist anymore, the world looks completely different, why would you be like, now's the time when I'm gonna start doing shit the way that I'm supposed to? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that makes Egwene dumb. I just think that, like... It's it's more complicated in that we haven't gotten all the information yet. Sure, I'm just saying that it makes her plot with how she's going to frame the kin as a good thing seem like yeah, we, there really needs, not functional. There to needs me. to be a better plan there for that to for 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 the Isidai. Because if like I was the other Isidai, yeah. right? So so Sagwain walks into that meeting where she's like, "These are the kin. When you retire, you're going to become one of them because the Oathrod is having your life." Mm -hmm. The other uh, the other sitters' reactions should be. We are not letting Cad Swain out of her oaths to retire. Hmm. So she's gonna die. Fuck her. N no, no, no. It's it's she's the gonna drop dead. It's the, the it, no. It it is the the ice to die. Know that the oaths are important because it is the only reason that they have power. Because they they fundamentally believe that if it weren't for the three oaths, no one would trust them. The kin yeah. that retire are not going to go live on a farm for 400 years not doing anything. They'll be bored. So they're going to go out into the world. And then suddenly you're going to have two systems of Aes Sedai. There's going to be the Aes Sedai who are held by the Oaths. And people are going to find out that the, like, the Aes Sedai are going to fight back on her plan because it inherently involves trusting these people not to fuck it up for them. But it's not just trusting random people. It's trusting people who you worked with and like potentially... Got along with, but like they don't trust each years. other now. Fair. They they fucking the Ajas don't. The Everybody Ajas, does seem to hate each other. The Ajas mistrust each other so much that culturally it is taboo to ask who is the leader of the other Ajas. The Amerlin seat does not know. Well, she does, but they the Amerlin like, seat is not supposed to know who the leader of the other Ajas is. Yeah. It would be yeah. like if the Republicans and the Democrats hid from the president that McCarthy and Hakeem Jeffries were the leaders of their of the House. 
Like, that's fucking insane. It is so weird yeah. that they're like, no, 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 no. The the leader, it's, it's it, we all know who it is because it's generally like the oldest, most powerful woman because we have a structure. But like, yeah. it is so strange that the Aes and I have this like crazy system of like, oh, no, 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 you can't know who the number one in our Aja is. But we definitely trust each other to like retire and not use the one power after that when we can lie. Bullshit. Yeah. The I said I don't trust each other today. They didn't trust each other yesterday. They're not going to trust each other in 300 yeah. years. Honestly, you need to burn it all to the ground and start over. Like, at this point, it is so... And, and the, the funniest part is that it's not even in regarding, like, laws. Nothing that they ever talk about. Like, Egwene is like, yeah, this is not because of a law that we do that, but it's just kind of like a custom that we've... Tradition! Yeah, decided Tradition. is a thing. And I'm like, why? Why don't we not do that anymore? Like, like... <laughs> Andrea says, Elise will sort out the retired Aes Sedai. Don't fret. Great, thank you. That's we, so honestly, funny. we need more of... Her, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I fuck, fuck the Aes Sedai. They need, they need a, they need a hard reboot. Like, yeah, like get rid of them and restart it because they are so. They, yeah, the more that I read about them, the more fucked up I find them. And and that like yeah. hall meeting was just evidence of it because it was like, oh well, this happened and it's not a law, but it's it's tradition and it's a custom and you don't fuck with that. And I was like, why though? Why? Why? But why? We're all about power, except when it comes to who sits where in the hall, and then the two oldest people sit next to the Amerlin. But then, if you're not the oldest people, you sit based on who gets there first. So they're like, the, if 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 I was raised to sitter, and they're like, okay, so here are the rules. I would sit there and be like, why is this so complicated? Just have assigned seats. Yeah. Who cares? We don't talk it's about a age. Circle. Like, <laughs> who cares who sits closer to the Amerlin? It's a circular room where just we're all looking do it at each alphabetically. other. Alphabetically. The point of this solves all the problems. The point of the circular table in King Arthur's legend is that everyone is, that is equal. Everyone is equal. Yes. And the Aes and I have twisted that into they took like it, and we're like, okay, but what if it's a circle, but not everybody's equal? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> got it. But em. like, the most powerful people sit counterclockwise, but the oldest people sit clockwise. God damn it. I like uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah, that like chapter especially I was like god yeah. the I said I are are terrible. Should we get into some dreams? Um uh, sh- Do you yeah. want to talk about some dreaming? We got some cannons. Matt's definitely going to get his cannons. Matt stood on a village green playing at bowls. I don't know what bowls is, but I'm assuming it's a game. Oh, uh, yeah, bowling. bowling, I think. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. It's bowling. I mean, I wasn't sure that it was bowling, but yeah. Yeah, but it makes sense because he's bowling. Yeah. Playing at bowls. Um, and then each of the pins <laughs> represents thousands of men. Um, and there's an illuminator involved. Yes. So the cannons. <laughs> cannons, right? Yes. Absolutely. Cool. And so that's... Oh, no. We figured it out. It was so hard to figure out. Um, this one is, though. Shall we get to the actually good one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Suddenly a woman appeared, clambering down the sheer side of the cliff out of the clouds, making her way as deftly as if she were walking downstairs. Mm -hmm. There was a sword strapped to her back. Her face wavered, never settling clearly. Mm -hmm. But the sword seemed as solid as the stone. The woman reached Egwene's level and held out one hand. We can reach the top together, she said in a familiar, drawling accent. So Egwene gets saved by a Sanchin while the Sanchin are attacking the White Tower. Yeah, so I And the I'm attack assuming... will shake the Aes Sedai to their core and threaten the tower itself. Yeah, so I'm assuming that Egwene, whatever weird plan that she has that we're not allowed to know yet, um, it fails and fucks up and that the Sanchin arrive and that they take the White Tower together with the power of friendship. 
I just don't really know how the Sanchin get there. I don't know. Because they would have to cross... I don't really get how the Sanchin get to Tarvalon right now. They would have to win the majority of Ranland to do to be there. Unless it's a... Unless oh, it's they Tuan. learn how to travel. Oh, they learn how to travel. Or Matt shows up with Tuan. And Tuan is like, hey, let me help you out here, bud. No, because the Sanchin, the Sanchin like Rockin have to attack the tower, right? Oh, they right. must figure out how to travel. Mm. Unless it's like way, way, way down the road. <clears throat> but this was interesting. It's it's nice to know that at some point something does happen to Egwene. Yeah. In in Egwene's dreams, Robert Jordan informs the audience that something will eventually happen in the storyline. Yes. Yes. Uh yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry, kids. Eventually. It's coming. It's gonna happen. Um <laughs> That's what it feels like. Maybe this time. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I'm assuming that will like That's it though. Those, that, those are the only dreams she has. She doesn't have any Perrin dreams this time. No. I like when Egwene dreams about Perrin because of like the little journey they went on together. Yeah. Yeah, but no Perrin dreams this time. Yeah. Because um uh, Robert Jordan also knows that there's nothing going on in Perrin's plot, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so salty today. <laughs> and I'm not even last week I was kind of apologetic about it, but this week I'm not. I'm like so I'm at my wits' end with this novel. I know. I hope people are enjoying it. I hope my, like, anger has been entertaining. Uh, sometimes it's just really fun to watch people melt down. I, that's what it feels like is happening. I feel like I am melting down. Literally. Like, sometime, last night when I was doing, or not, before dinner, when I did the reading, mm-hmm. I was literally, like, I was going back over pages because I felt like I had missed something important. Yeah. And then I would read the page a second time and it wasn't important. Like, it just wasn't important. And, yeah. like, yeah. I strive from your suffering. I feel uh, like I'm getting a, like, blood pressure condition from reading The cro- the Crossroads of Twilight. All right. Well, let's, let's. Path of Daggers was not this bad. Path of Daggers was boring, but at least I wanted to keep going. Yeah. This book I legitimately don't want to keep. Like, I fucking hate it. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, Mr. Wrangler, that I swore again. Uh, one of their our episodes we should have a swear counter uh, just out of sheer curiosity because I think that would be hilarious um yeah so then uh, Egwene wakes up and um Nisao is like oh no Anea's dead and we're like oh my god Halima killed Anea and then Nisao's like I resonated that you know that new power that we have now that would have been really useful for so many fucking things in this book um I, yeah, I did that. Did that. And, and a, a dude used the power to kill her. Oh, boy. And so because of that, Egwene should be like, all right, resonate everywhere in the camp. Let's see if there's any other places where the male half of the power has been used, starting with my tent, just to make sure that I'm not being compelled or something, because that would be the rational and adult thing to do. Nope. But she's not going to do that because nope. then the the plot would move forward. And God, it would it would be a shame if the plot went forward. Embrace, welcome back to the nerd table. Uh, genuinely, you're cheering me up at the end of a really bad week. Thank you so much. I know you're in pain, but your outrage is making me smile. <laughs> I'm sorry that you had a bad week, but I am glad that we can put a smile on your face. Path of Daggers at least had the Sanchin battle. That is true. Yeah, yeah. There was stuff. That is true. There were things. So then we cut to chapter 21, a mark. That's where. That's literally where the Egwene stuff ends. I Maybe for the book. With her being like, oh, Anaya's dead? Well, and I don't, yeah, I don't know cool. if she comes back. A man did it? It's always men. In this economy? 
What did that mean? Explain the joke. A man did it in this economy. Mm-hmm. How's that? Why is that funny? It's really funny because in this economy is just like a zinger. You can add it on to like anything. It's like maple syrup is the ultimate condiment. In this economy is the ultimate joke. It just works with anything. In this economy is the crossroads of Twilight of Jokes. I disagree. It was funny once, and you have beaten it so far into the ground no, the that more I you cringe do it, every time it comes out of your mouth. The more now. you do it, even the when funnier you use it, it is. Even when you use it in the right context, you have used it so much no, that I, I, I inwardly I cringe every time. No, I gotta keep you on your toes, right? You gotta but say you're it the only one who finds it funny now. I don't know. I think chat finds it very funny. Star D, thank you for that super chat. This novel could have been the back cover of the next novel. Uh, yeah. Uh, Glenn Peterson, thank you for that super chat. Warned you this book's way is experimental. Jordan decided to try and not write a novel with timeline jumps all over it. What happened while Rand was doing stuff? Yeah, it's an experiment that yeah, honestly doesn't work for us. But um, thank you. The chat is laughing. I love I love when authors experiment with the tenth book of their series that has been slowly not going anywhere. No, but that's the perfect time to experiment with it because you've already got people hooked. They're already going to buy it. You're going to Everyone is calling my books the slog. What shall I do? Make it slower. <laughs> Fuck the readers. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, chat. I feel very validated. Um, yeah, so no more Egwene stuff. That's done. Alviarin pops into a gateway in the library uh-huh. um, behind the math section. <laughs> yeah, the one that nobody uses because no one fucking does math. Alviarin is like, why are there so many different ways to solve mathematical problems? And I'm like, girl, same. Why did I have to take this class in school when Sokotoa has not benefited me in my real life <laughs> at all? <laughs> You said Sokotoa, and I was like, it's Ahsoka. <laughs> um, it's Ahsoka. <laughs> no, it's Ahsoka Tano, not Sokotoa. <laughs> That's a shirt. That's a shirt. It's Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> My brain literally just was like, what are you talking like, about? No, it's Ahsoka Tano. She's on the wall in two different three places four we have a stuffed one no yeah you're right you're right guys you're first do you think that Dave Filoni came up with Ahsoka Tano because he was thinking about Ahsoka Toa he's like Ahsoka Toa I can't get it out of my head he only added two letters the A at the beginning and the N Ahsoka Tano Ahsoka Toa oh my my god God. wow I don't I hate it I don't like it that's so funny. I'm so sweaty. Look at this. Look at what my anger has reaped into this podcast. That's hot. Uh, Rodney, thank you for that super chat. Remember oh when God. you said you didn't think the slog would be the same for you guys? I do remember that. Rodney, I was wrong. I do, I take I do it back. remember that. The slog is real. Um, wow. And I- it's confusing. The, the confusing part about the slog is that I know Robert Jordan is a good writer. I don't think he's a good storyteller anymore. Um, but I do think he's an incredible writer and an incredible world builder. And I think that he's... I, I think that he lost. struggles with storytelling. I got lost a little bit. And yeah, he Ahsoka. needs an editor really bad. Oh, man. I can't get over Ahsoka Tano and Sokotoa. <laughs> that is fucking incredible. Okay, so Alviarin goes to the library because it's her, like, path back. She's been gone for a month. 
and thinks that everything's gonna be fine, even though like she can teleport. Like, what was she doing? Don't worry, the book will not tell us that. We don't need to know, um, I guess. She was in Tremalking, which would be interesting if we knew why, but we don't, because Robert Jordan does not want this book to be interesting. He wants it to be as boring as possible. And so it's another thing You're that so they're salty. gonna talk about. And well, but stop telling us that like shit happened, but like fuck you, reader. No, it's not. It's a bad book. Oh my god, I'm gonna have some pina colada. <laughs> we should add rum to this and see what happens. The, you get the rum drunk. plus the no, but plus the caffeine, you get wasted. Uh, isn't that just like a Jaeger bomb? Isn't Jaeger like alcohol and caffeine? No. What? Isn't that what Red Bull is? Caffeine? Yeah, but a Jaeger bomb. You don't drop a Jaeger bomb in Red Bull. What? No, a Jaeger bomb is Red Bull. And Jaeger. It would be the same outcome. A Jaeger bomb? You drop a Jaeger bomb in Red Bull? No, no, no. A, a Jaeger bomb is Red Bull. A Jaeger bomb is Red Bull and Jaeger. Oh. You are a bartender! At n nice establishments. N and no, nobody I've, ordered a Jaeger no, bomb? No bar I have ever worked Please. at had Red Bull behind it. I've never worked at a bar that had Red Bull, that served Red Bull. All right, wow. Well, <clears> I don't work at like a so fucking much. shitty club on the Lower East Side. I worked on the Upper West Side where people were spending nineteen dollars a cocktail. Why would I? Why would I sell five dollar Jaeger bombs when I can sell nineteen dollar old fashions? I don't know. I'm just saying that that's what they are and they exist. Okay. Nah. God damn it. No, it's like I came up with this revolutionary idea: alcohol and caffeine. And someone was like, "Yeah, I already." Oh did no, that. no, no! It's not a revolutionary idea. Four loco. I I was I remember back in the days when Four Loco had caffeine when when like 2010 Four Loco uh -huh. when my freshman year of college oh my god that shit would fucking ruin you yeah so that yeah it would ruin you is the answer uh... I I see the only the only bomb drink I've ever had is an Irish car bomb which is a shot of Jameson dropped in a, a pint of whiskey or uh, sorry a pint of Guinness a pint of whiskey no 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 it's it's a shot of it's a shot yeah. of and it tastes like chocolate milk it's delicious that's a lie no 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 it, it like it's tastes like a lie. chocolate no not chocolate milk, like a chocolate creamsicle um it's really weird it, I I know it sounds crazy but it's it, it's a delicious um so I I always thought a Jaeger bomb I've never had one so I just thought it was dropped in like uh, beer or something uh yeah no no. <laughs> It's fine. Don't worry about it. Anyway. Um, yeah, Aviarn's in the library because... And one of the librarians is like, oh, I'm so sorry. This sucks for you. And Aviarn's like, it's like, fuck Yeah, it sucks for me. Totally, 100%. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I could kill this person. Oh, shit, there's, an, there's another librarian over there. Okay, well, I guess I'll leave her alive. Um, and heads up to go see Aleda, her good old pal, old buddy. Who um, she's like, she's like, I am going to make Aleda move down to the third floor because I am not doing stairs? all these stairs. Cardio? And I was like, I, I relate to Aviarin in this moment. Yeah. I was like, Aviarin and I are the same. Yeah, hate stairs. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, a lift. I can't imagine what an elevator would be like. And I was like, oh, my God. That was You guys hilarious. have fucking magic. Yeah. Why don't you have an elevator? Mm -hmm. Just have a fucking stone that you, like, channel into and it rises. It feels like that wouldn't be that hard for them to have. Nobody is, can make terrain grails. No, no, no. You No, no, no. Literally have, like, have one of the, like, apprentices have, like, a rotational schedule. And they one of the chores is that they're the elevator. Yeah, why not? So it, they don't know how to make things fly, from what I understand. That's, like, a lost weave. But they can lift a stone up and down. 
Uh, I think it's different for So you would person. think that you would have someone who could just be the elevator person and have like a four hour shift to work on her channeling. Oh my <clears> God. <throat> Instead of scrubbing pots. Yeah, that's a chore that actually like teaches them something. Yeah, I don't know. I think that like a stone, like you can lift things, but the larger it is, the like harder and harder that it gets. So I don't, I don't actually know if you can. Um, <laughs> the poor novice who messes up her concentration accidentally plummets a sitter. Yeah, I guess there was a chance that people would die. <laughs> I guess. No, that's fair. That's uh, yeah, that's fair. Oh my Have, god. Have like three girls link and do it, and then you can raise it up as high as you want. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Imagine lifting an elevator for You're right. No, have them link. Like, have, like, three girls, and they sit at the bottom, and they have a stone above them, and, like, someone, like, yells a floor down, and then they, like, push her up. <laughs> and thus, Why not? And thus the phrase, do you even lift sis, <laughs> was born. <laughs> do you even lift sis? Sister? Mother, I mother? I just feel like this is something they could have solved. Um, yeah. Like, they built this giant-ass tower, and they go up at, like, all of the... No wonder all of the ice and I are so hot. They are all in such great shape from having to climb so many fucking stairs. It's true. Their life is a stairmaster. All right, guys, Claris left. I can say whatever the fuck I want now. What's up? Claris is peeing. Um, so then Aleda, so Alviarin uh, climbs the stairs, gets to the top, walks into Aleda's room, and Aleda has a backbone now, and she's like, go in the corner. And Alviarin's like, what did you say to me? And Aleda's like, shh. Girl, you go in that corner right now, or I'm gonna I'm have you spanked. Uh, and Alviarin's like, oh no, okay. And so she does. Uh, and so all the sitters are there. Um, and I don't know. Aleda agrees to the negotiations, because of course she does, because that's that's what you do. Generally, you talk to people before you fight them. It's, 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 it's like historical. It just, that's how it goes. And then, um, I don't know. I, I kind of want, I don't want to like move on without Ariel. So do you have any questions? Does anyone have any like questions that want me to answer while we wait for Ariel to get back? For the Clarooster to arrive? I can get people to the 11th floor. What floor can you get them to? Monkey, see, that would be fun. Fabu can get them to the 69th floor. Nice. <clears throat> the White Tower is as tall as a modern 40-ish foot building. No, it is not. Mal, I don't think you know how tall 40 feet is. Mm. Oh, I think they mean 40 story. Oh, okay. I was like, there's there's simply no 40 story. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hi. I was like, 40, 40 feet is like the size of my house. <laughs> like, that's not... Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Most floors are 10 feet, right? I guess. So, no, not 40 feet then. Well, yeah, because we have the, like, op on top. The, I would the I, I, I would bet our house is, like, probably 40 feet tall. Sure. Yeah. Because sure. we live in, like, a townhouse, so it's, like, nah. thin but tall. If there's numbers involved, I... Mm. Andreas, I can't jump 40 feet, but I have thrown a woman 40 feet. 40? Yeah. No. Basket tosses. With me and Adam Jill. 40? In the parking lot next to the Young Canadians building. We like would measure it next to the building. There was a a, a measuring tape on well, the no, building. Well, no, but you can go by floors, right? Uh, I guess, yeah, We'd yeah. Pop them up all the way, and then we catch them. Yeah, okay, that's you can fair. Throw, you can throw people really high basket tosses. Yeah, yeah. 600 feet. Okay, 600 feet makes more sense. 40 feet is just, like, not that tall. 
Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, we used to throw those. We used to throw um, Charmaine Bequirin. She dances for Ariana Grande now, and she's fucking incredible. And Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good for her. She's doing better than we are. Um, <laughs> uh, Every time she like posts like a photo with Beyonce, I'm like, God damn it! Why wasn't I hot and talented like Charmaine Bequirin? <laughs> uh, yeah, she's really cool. Anyways, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, Elena is like, go stand in a corner, time out, time out for Alvarez. I already said that, which you would have known, but you were peeing. It's fine, I was peeing, so I'm recapping for myself. Um, and so the, yeah, I don't know. Elena. The sitters are like, uh, they want to negotiate, and Elena's like, fine, but here's my rules. And they're like no, the opposite no, of Egwene's rules, and yeah. so they're... Oh my God! They're at an impasse yeah. before they've even started negotiations. I know it's almost like nothing is gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, all the 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 sitters all leave, being like, "All right, fine, we'll tell them." And the conversation between Alida and Alviar in here is interesting because Alida's like, "You're not the keeper anymore," <laughs> but also I am going to like have you murdered, maybe or like still or something. Expose you, uh, yeah, yeah. It's very much like inferring that she is a uh, possibly dark friend mm-hmm. without like saying it. So it kind of does leave it open for interpretation. But of course, Alviar freaks out, and Alida's right. Yes, like Alida has Pavara and. Um, Tharava and Mavara and Megara all looking for dark friends. Uh, and she's right, because Alviaran is a dark friend. Mm-hmm. And Arvi- Alviara in here is, like, rightfully worried. Yeah. Like, truly. Alviaran's response to this is 100% correct. She's like, oh, fuck. But her response is also pretty condemning. <laughs> yeah, she, like, runs through the White Tower. She's like, oh, shit, they found me out. <laughs> I also love that she, like, the the... I think it's actually after... The stuff in the room happens. Oh yeah, uh, we'll talk about it after. Oh, so at she the very she runs end? she yes. runs down to her room. Yeah. And she's like, she has a red rod tarangrel. Yeah, but which is an alarm button. It's not it's, a vibrator. No, it's it's a pager. A pager. She pages Masana. Oh yeah 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 okay so no cell phones but red rods. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, Aleda also comes up with like really weak excuses for why she's not going to be in trouble for all this stuff. But maybe it would work. I don't really know. She she has like enough power over the white tower right now. She blame, can kind of do it. I, I guess. I don't know. I think that Aleda <clears throat> thinks that she has more power than she does for sure. But mm-hmm. that's Aleda's failings. So Alviarin presses the thing and Masana shows up. And Masana is like, oh, well, fuck you. And then... <laughs> Basically, he's like, yeah, well, I guess you're not that useful anymore. And then Shadar Haran shows up and is like, oh, Masana, oh, fuck you. And I'm sitting there being like, I don't know what's going on anymore. This scene, this scene, like, spiraled away from my understanding pretty quickly. In what way? I don't know what Masan is up to. And so Shadar Haran being mad at her for not showing up to a summons doesn't make sense to me because I don't know what I don't know what's happening between these characters. Yeah, we don't know what this summons was. Was was the summons Shadar Lagoth thing that happened? Because a bunch of other Forsaken showed up, but Masana didn't. But that wasn't Shadar Haran's summons. That was Morinin's summons. I think, but uh, are they working for, like, was Morinin's summons an extension of Shadar Haran's summons? 
maybe. I, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? If there's something that happens and you've got you've got somebody mm-hmm. in the White Tower, you've got Masana who has to keep up this facade, mm-hmm. them not showing up to a meeting or a summons or whatever probably has really good reason for it. And it's like, mm-hmm. would you rather them show up to the meeting or would you rather them keep their like undercover like The problem thing? is I don't know if their undercover thing is related to Morden and Shadarharan anymore? Like, I don't know what... Here's... No, I, I don't know like, what Masan is up to. I don't know what Masan is up to either, unless it is to just literally, like, have... Unless Masana is behind all of these sitters getting elected super young, and it's just to fuck shit up. Like, if, if Masana's just there to fuck shit up. I, I guess. Because we know what she looks like now, kind of. And we know what dress she's wearing. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just... I, I wish that, like... The, the punishment of Masana here would be more interesting if I knew more about Masana. But because I don't, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, Masana's in trouble, I guess. Yeah, like, I think that Masana is the, the Forsaken we know the least about. And what's weird is that before Shadar Haran punishes her, Shadar Haran reveals who Masana is pretending to be to um, Alviarin, but not to us. And so it was another frustrating moment of, like, well, to, oh, okay. Now Alviara knows who it is, but we still don't. So it's just, it's, it, this is another yeah. moment of information between characters that is not given to the audience. Yeah. That is like, I, I guess we're, it, it's another like, oh, ho, ho, something for you to find out later, later when I decide to convey it to you. And like, if you're going to tell the story that way, just write those moments. Stop writing the moments, but stop writing that you're going to tell me things later. Yeah. Because it I gets honestly- frustrating as a reader after a while to be like, I... I know something's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Get to it. And I wish, honestly, that Robert Jordan described clothes less often so that maybe I could remember who wears a green dress with, like, bronze embroidery on it. But because I have read so many clothing descriptions, uh, there's no fucking way. But also, everyone has so many clothes. That's true. Even when they're on the road, they have so many different dresses that, like, it doesn't matter. Because it's the next, they're not, they don't wear the same thing every day. This isn't like an anime where like they wear the same outfit in every single episode. Right. Right? Like if you're like, oh, the Pokemon character with the orange t-shirt and the brown vest, you're like, oh, that's Brock. Yeah. But if you're like, oh yes, the Aes Sedai who had the blue slitted silk dress with the embroidery on the sleeves, you're like, yeah, that's all of them. Somebody banned Fabu. Matt Poffin wears that these days. Yeah, literally. Like. No silk in the chat. God damn it. See, Sarmi's going to tell me things later. Well then, um, I'm going to time you out until then. Um. <laughs> no revealing too early. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, it was another instance of there's information that we don't get to know. Ha ha. But then it gets, then, then we get into the weird nudity thing. And yeah. I, uh, we've Masana, said a lot about nudity in Masana this. Masana gets weirdly, like, uh, it's alluded that she's, like, raped. And I was like, okay, why, though? This is the third time in this book. Mm-hmm. where we've had a character's POV that is like, it started with Perrin. Mm-hmm. What's going on with the Perrin and Fahil storyline? And it ends with Fahil naked, tied to a rock, and a man like lying on top of her weirdly. Then we get the Elaine POV. And what's going on with Elaine while Rand is cleansing the taint? And it ends with fa- fa- multiple women fa- having Lane, rape threatened to them. Yes. And then Fowlane being, or Fowlin being, 
being yeah. begging for drugs Alien. to knock what's his face out. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. she can stop being raped every night. And then we get to this POV where it's what's going on with Egwene while Rand is cleansing the taint at Shadar Lagoth, and it ends with Masana nude bound with a gag in her mouth, and it's insinuated that she's raped by Shadar Haran. It is very strange to me that three times in a row, we have had this exact same thing happen to women, only women. Yeah. We've never seen a male forsaken punished. Mm. Only the women have been. Right. Yeah. I, like, I can't think of a time where a male forsaken... A male forsaken have been, like, told off, but we've never seen them punished. We've yeah. only ever seen the female forsaken, like, physically punished by yeah. men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And three straight times in this story, we've had the exact same arc of this POV into ending with a woman in a weird, nude sexual position that she doesn't want to be in. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. I... I I know that people are like, well, you can't like read too much into the authorial intent of that, but you can. I'm I, like Robert Jordan chose to end these three POVs with these beats of sexual punishment of women. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way that is is like really noticeably weird. Yeah. Just, just because of the repetition of it. Yeah, because it, it, look, if it happens once in the book, like, okay, yeah, uh, twice, uh, okay, and then th- the third, by the third time, you're like, uh, okay, we, we get it. Like, the world sucks. Uh, Ian Finn, thank you for that super chat. Uh, it's fine. Uh, Crossroads of Twilight is so far our least favorite book as well, so we'll... Catch you next time. <laughs> uh, Max Weldon says, I'm behind, but climb maple syrup, the ultimate condiment, is very Canadian and incorrect statement. I will it is fight you on 100% that. 100% correct uh, and you. also very Canadian. But thank you for that super <clears throat> <check>. <clears throat> Um Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of, like, <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, I understand what, I understand some of the pushback, right? Um, but I understand what you guys are saying. But... There are probably male for second being punished off page, but we are specifically shown these instances of sexual violence towards women yeah. repeatedly in every point of view except the Matt Coffin one, except for the fact that he is holding his future wife prisoner. No sexual violence, but like still weird like domination of women going on. Yeah. The yeah. the the fact that three POVs in a row have had the exact same sort of and then in this chapter we're going to cut to another POV where there's a woman naked bound somewhere is very weird. And like it just happens a lot, yeah. And I think it's worth like noting that it does happen a lot, and mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe we don't need that. Y- y- like, you know, uh, maybe, maybe we don't have to have the description of it. Like it's, and yeah, I mean, it does like cut away. Obviously, we don't like see like the details. Thankfully, like that mm-hmm. would be gratuitous. But it just does happen so often in a way that's, I don't know. I, I don't I don't love it. Yeah, it's just weird. It, it, it's just and it's specifically that in this book, the like arc of all of these POVs has had the exact same storytelling beats to it. Yeah, because individually they're not like so gratuitous that I'm like, oh, it's disgusting. It is the repetition of it that just, I find so weird. Yeah. Right. Like like what's going on? Like well, uh, the Fayil one is weird no matter what. It's just a weird. It, partially because it doesn't make any sense. The, like, punishment of the cold is just fucking weird. But, yeah, like, yeah. the it is it is this repeated, like, and before we cut to the next POV, let's have a chapter where we inform you about the woman in this POV who's being sexually punished at the moment. Or, or facing some f- form of sexual violence in her life. And it's just, like, the th- last three POVs have had these long 
things that end the same way. Yeah, it's just a, a lot, and it's a it's a pattern that we have noticed, and it's like, yeah, we get it. The world sucks. James Ross says, I would argue it's historical, but it's very gross. Here's the problem. Robert Jordan set out to say, what would society look like if it was a matriarchy? Yeah. That's the stated goal of the series. Yeah. And in his version of a matriarchy, our historical punishment of sexual punishment is no different. He's saying that no matter who is in charge, no matter where the power lies in a society, yeah. the way in which women are treated will always be violent and sexual inherently. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a really weird thing to read over and over and over and over again across yeah. the last seven books of the series, mm -hmm. especially considering it's not in the first three at all. Not really, Like no. the, the amount of spankings and the amount of sexual violence doesn't really exist across the first three books. Yeah. And then it like starts to inkle in with the spankings. And now it's just gotten to the point where it's like, there's so much rape in these books. Yeah. But that doesn't, the, the, that like that didn't really happen until like more gays. And, and that was the turning point. And it just feels like the if you read the first few books of this, you'd be like, oh, this is going to be a fairly like clean fantasy series. Yeah. And it diverts into constant sexual violence like over and over and over and over and over again to the point now where like the list of people who have had some sort of weird sexual violence committed against them mm -hmm. is getting really long. Yeah. Yeah. The number of people who have been spanked nude for an audience in this series is like large and it yeah. consists of most of our main characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a lot of and like our main characters also like doing the spanking in yeah. certain circumstances. Right. And so I don't know. Yeah, it's it is it's a weird pattern that like I think is I think it doesn't matter. Like I, I think it's kind of unnecessary. Yeah. It was just it was just weird to notice that like it was these three PVs all having the same sexual violence beat at the end of them. Yeah, that yeah. I, I was like, why? Yeah, why do the same thing three times? And honestly, that's what Crosswords of Twilight is. It is everyone didn't really do very much while Rand was doing the Shadar Lagoth thing. That is yeah. what this book is: is to inform the audience that not really much happened. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but it's nine hundred pages long. Um, but yeah, just the the the, the, the it was weird, and yeah. I, I I felt like it needed to be brought up because. Because it's it keeps happening. The last every the last section of each of the weeks of this podcast of Crossroads of Twilight, mm -hmm. the last thing we've talked about is some form of sexual violence against a woman, and we have yeah. a little bit more to talk about in this book. Um, but it, it's just noticeable. It's noticeable, and it's yeah. weird. Yeah, no, it is. It it yeah. definitely stands out in a way that like I don't I don't like, and it and not in a way where it feels like it's a commentary on things. It's just like, yep, shit sucks. And it sucks to be a woman in this world, even though it is supposed to be a, a, a matriarchal society. Which, like, I mean, this is going to be, like, pr probably a hot take. Um, and this doesn't really have anything to do with, like, these books specifically. But I feel like if we lived in a matriarchal society, I, I actually, like, per I personally, and maybe I, this is, like, f naive and way too... Um, what's the uh, optimistic but i think that sexual violence would be uh, a lot less especially as like a systemic punishment mm -hmm. for people um and so it, th that doesn't really have a lot to do with like these books specifically but it does it, it does make me think about like if if it if the world was a uh, matriarchy or our society was or if it changed in these ways like i don't i i, I would like to believe that um 
<laughs> that there would be less rape, uh, which I guess is like probably a hot take. You know, there's someone's probably done studies or uh, examined matriarchal societies, but it just does seem weird that Robert Jordan is like going to make a matriarch- matriarchal society, but don't forget, there's still going to be lots of rape in it. And I'm like, okay, I get, I, I get it. Um, Mike Smith says, agree, nerdy. And what I find worse is it's not addressed as wrong in the narrative so far. I, I agree with that. It is really just, like, accepted. Yeah, it's just a part of the world. And, like, that's shit. Like Slickjack says, I think this thing was not about sexuality, but humiliation. Yeah, but the amount of it is where it gets weird. Yeah, yeah. Humiliation humiliation isn't, like, it, 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 it got weird. Yeah. Especially when it started to get to the point where it was like a thing that had happened between chapters that characters would just be like, oh yeah, and then Sora Leah spanked me that one time to like to try and get torture info about, info about Rand. Rand about me. Like, it's like why it, it, this, this series got weird. Yeah, and Darshan says there's been some sexual exploitation of men too, and brings up Matt. The problem oh, is Matt yeah. is written in a humorous way, and so yeah. that I think that's part of the way that it like doesn't. I don't think <laughs> Robert Jordan wrote any of the sexual violence in this series well. No, no, I, I no. Like the Morghese one was brought up. It's not really ever come up again. It was just, it was, it was not just, relevant to her story at all. It was just no. to do it. And I thought maybe it would be relevant. Like I thought there'd be like a reason for it. And okay, that's fine. But ever since then, it's just been more of the same happening yeah. and and no real reason for it. It feels like it's just like, look at how bad it is for women. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need that in my fantasy series. We can have plot, instead of just constant sexual violence, we can have plot. Like, I, I would trade character actions for, like, hey, do, do you know that Forsaken? This bad thing happened to her that you don't have context for, so, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, It's just a thing that happened to a woman, and you're like, I'm tired of reading about things that happen to women that aren't relevant to anything. I think that there's a, I think that there are times where sexual violence as part of a plot is an important way of telling a story about the realities of the world. Mm-hmm. I think that using it, at, using the excuse of, well, sexual violence happens in real life is a bad excuse for using it in a way that isn't relevant to the story that you're telling. And but it's just it. to have bad things happen to women. Yeah, it's not relevant. That's yeah. all. Um, Glenn Peterson, thank you for that super chat. Uh, you get close to the theme, matriarchies are every bit as cruel and corrupt as patriarchies, which I, 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 I can agree. I just think that it would manifest differently personally. Um, I don't know what Abu Ghraib is I don't know what that is either. Sexual violence is punishment. Uh, sure, I guess that that's a thing that I'm not familiar with. Mal India says, I was horrified and consider that the intent. I'm going to be honest, I wasn't. Because my I was reading it going... That happened again. It's weird that this keeps happening. Yeah. Like, it, the problem is that I'm not horrified by it anymore. I'm reading it going, wow, Robert Jordan writes this a lot. And like the fact yeah. that it's gotten past the point of me being horrified into me being like... Wow, it's really weird that I'm reading about this happening to another character for no reason. Yeah. And if I'm and not thinking about the horror of it, then it is not, uh, then I don't think that, then I think that you've overused it. And and that's what it is. I think <clears throat> that something like this it can be very poignant and you can you can make a statement about it. Yes. But not when it happens, like you said, Four at times the end a book. of every section, right? It's just, yeah. oh, it's another crappy thing that happened to people. Well, that's unfortunate and that's kind of the point that it's gotten it's like oh yeah another woman is naked and in a like vulnerable position <laughs> i'm like okay that happened again <laughs> so I, mm-hmm. I i don't know i don't know is is a weird thing to 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 note um i don't think it really like affects the book all that much and i think that that's the problem yeah it's just not it, it just doesn't mean anything it's just kind of like yeah 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 um all right shall we move on 
Um, uh, the the Merdral, Shadar Haran, yep. um, tasks Alviarin with finding out who is hunting the Black Tower, or the Black Aja within the White Tower. Yeah. Um, which I... Brings us to our final chapter. Which <laughs> finally brings someone in conflict with Pavara. So, like, that's fun. That will probably be interesting at some point. Or Alviarin will end up uh, oath-rotting... Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Abu Ghraib yeah. is a U.S.-run prison in Baghdad. I don't know how that's relevant to a matriarchal society. That's a stretch. You're you're talking about like the the scale of those two things are fundamentally different because Abu Ghraib is not a matriarchal society. Abu Ghraib is a prison within a patriarchal society. So right. I don't I don't think that that is a relevant comparison here. Mm -hmm. To say that there were cruel women who came from a patriarchal society and inflicted the cruelty of a patriarchy within a prison where it was run by women mm -hmm. doesn't change the fact that the society that they came from has is not changed. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you're 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 applying their their upbringing, their experiences, yeah. their their life is still informed by a patriarchy, which yeah. would just be fundamentally different in the Wheel of Time. And I was yeah. hoping, honestly, I was hoping that Robert Jordan would play around with that more. Mm -hmm. Like, what would that mean? Because that's actually a really interesting question that I I would I would love to read more about like different people's takes on it and how it what would change and what would stay the same mm -hmm. whereas i think that it's just like a device for this book uh, as like a structural device but it doesn't actually inform a lot of the plot or certain character decisions you know yeah. um like the the people that i see in this book are still like people that i would like see in today's society like that i would know and so i yeah i just I, I do wish that, that Robert Jordan had explored what that would mean a little bit more. And it, it, this is going to be a kind of aside, I guess. But if you have any fantasy series that, like, do that, um, feel free to send them my way on, like, Discord or something. Because yeah. I, would, I would love to read in, more into that kind of thing. Yeah, I would love to read a series that is has the same root um, idea, mm -hmm. but actually explores it yeah. in a more nuanced way than I think The Wheel of Time's kind of ham-fisted... I think it's just it a is. thing in the Wheel of Time that yeah. I don't think has a lot of, like, in, influence in the, the story. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, Alviarin uh, almost throws herself down the stairs by accident, but doesn't. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, that was And she's, so like, petrified at the top of the stairs because <laughs> the dark one has marked her. Yeah, she's, like, touching her forehead, but she can't feel anything. But, like, isn't she already, like, sworn oaths to the Dark One? Like, I don't really know what, like, this changes for her. I don't know either. I don't think we're supposed to know yet. Well, maybe she's a Dreadlord now. A Dreadlord? Maybe the Dreadlords are the ones who are marked. Because I don't think all Channelers are Dreadlords, right? Uh, maybe. So maybe that's, like, Shadar Haran being, like, Dreadlord time. I don't hmm. know. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because I don't know what it means. I don't know how it manifests. I don't know what that changes for her, like being marked. Uh, maybe it's like a thing that only Maybe other... she's a Forsaken now. I was going to say, maybe the Forsaken can see that. but I... Or maybe it makes her Forsaken. Maybe like the marking is what makes her one of the Chosen. Maybe Masana is now just fucking dead and LVR takes her place. Well, no, because like what they're called the Chosen, right? What makes yeah. them the Chosen? Being marked, I guess. Right? So maybe maybe Alviarin just became a Forsaken. Maybe. That would be cool. Because I still think, like, I think that, like, I or she's a Dreadlord, but, like, one of the positions. Yeah, I think Because I think Mazarin just... Tame is going to be a Forsaken or a Dreadlord or whatever. I like, think the Dreadlords are just, like, powerful channelers, but I could be Or Mazarin Tame is Demandred, but. 
Is Demandred? We don't, like, I don't know. He could be, right? We don't know where Demandred is. Interesting. So, like, because, like, Mazarin okay. just shows up one day, right? Okay, so, okay, like, okay, okay. it could have been Demandred this whole time. Okay. All right. Uh, Telemara, thank you for that super chat. The Vor Kosigan Saga by Lewis McMaster Bujold is an excellent sci-fi series that deals with these issues very well. Interesting. Interesting. Thank check you. It out. I'm going to screenshot like that here. The, the, cho- the Chosen all have evil guy names. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. Lanfear, Demandred, Samarhaj. Samael. Fucking Samael. evil name. <laughs> Asmodian kind of doesn't. No. Oh, no, wait. Isn't um as... Well, who's... The, there's a... No, never mind. Asmodeus... Is the devil, right? Yeah. Nerdy discovered the Tamandrid theory. Uh, I guess that's a possibility. I don't think I figured it out. I've been thinking it for a while, but... I, I could see that, that being a possibility. Well, it makes sense, right? Like, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out, I'm sure. Um, And then uh, we get to the final chapter of our reading this week, which is mm-hmm. chapter 22, One Answer. Tarna, the new keeper reveals to Bavara that she, much like the little tower, wants to uh, bond with the 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 fucking the black Ashman. tower. The Ashman, yeah. Uh, but only the reds, because Tarna thinks that there are enough reds to do that, and um, there's not. <laughs> Surprise, yeah. The, the fucking Aes Sedai with their assumptions. Like, the, this well, is a dumb plan. Okay, the plan doesn't make sense, but I can understand the, like, the... the thought process of what the fuck are the Red Aja's purpose anymore? What are they supposed mm-hmm. to do? How can they take that into this like new world order kind of thing? 100%. Where there are male channelers. Um, and they don't even know that they don't go crazy yet. Um, but they, they're like, well, the Red Aja, the, I guess all the ones that hate men, are going to go spend all their time like policing men. Uh, which... Uh, seems like a bad idea to me. But I yes. can understand the thought process of how that would work. Um, and I think everyone's just kind of scared. I wish that people would find out that the taint is gone. You mean the thing that happened 700 pages ago? Yes. Yes. I would like for people to find out about this thing. I think that that's what I'm finding so frustrating is that I'm just, it's just reading characters who know less than I do talking about not knowing what I know. Yeah. Over and over. And like, it's like, look at how this character is doesn't know as much as you do and look at how this character doesn't know as much as you do and look at how this character doesn't know as much as you do and like that's kind of what this book is yeah it's really just a repetitive it's repetitive in so many ways right but one of the repetitions is like these characters also don't know what's going on and these characters don't know what's going on and these characters don't know what's going on and hey look over here these characters don't know what's going on and you're like i fucking know yeah they a lot of these people can teleport and should know what's going on because they're supposedly friends or fucking fucking the person that they're talking about that they don't know what's going on with. But they don't have with. conversations. But like, there, there's no conversations to be had. But no. Uh, Fabu, that was very funny. Thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> so, okay. if it, What do you think about the idea of like, instead of the two towers, <laughs> sorry. Uh, three, My favorite Lord of the Rings movie? Yeah. Uh, three towers. Like if you have a tower, if you have a faction of women who can channel and you have a faction of men who can channel and then you have a faction of Transgender people who can channel? No, I'm talking about men and women who can channel but are bonded together. But there are currently three towers. What? There are currently three towers. There's well, the, the big little... tower, the little tower, and the black okay, tower. Okay, yeah, yeah, the little tower and the, the, the so big It's tower like we're describing like, like the like categories on Pornhub. 
Oh my god. We've got the milfs, we've got the petites, and we've got the ebony's. You know oh what I mean? Like God, I fucking yeah. Mm-hmm. God, if you ever want to just feel weird, go look at the most popular Pornhub searches in your state. Um, yes. Uh, that's that's a fun time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like having that middle ground to hold both sides accountable and also have a different perspective on how to run things would probably be beneficial, which means it probably won't fucking happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, Tarna has this plan. I maybe so, both of these plans can't happen, but I guess we're gonna see them. I just I'm worried that bringing up the like bonding the Ashaman stuff is another way to stall the siege between the two towers, the little tower and the big. Like I'm I'm like legitimately like oh no, the the fucking I said I are all gonna be so focused on the Ashaman that the siege is just gonna go on until like book twelve. I'm really worried that Egwene is going to be sieging the White that Tower give the until time fucking to what? What's book twelve? The Gathering Storm. The Gathering. Oh no, Towers of Midnight. The book thirteen, Towers of Midnight. That's going to be when the fucking towers finally fight each other, and we're just yeah. going to have them sitting in their fucking halls, yeah, chatting about. Yeah, the will show up, bullshit. so it'll be it'll uh, all happen. Because you know that one thing where Min saw a bunch of the Aes Sedai in Sanction collars. Oh, and then how does this chapter end? There's a message that we don't get to know the contents of. And Tovain is like, or Tarna is like, this changes nothing. And Bavar is like, it changes everything. And I'm like, I don't know what the plan was before. And I don't know what the letter says. So I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. You're just writing words down, Robert. Anyway, that's it. Chapter 22 done. Robert. Um, Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Fucking, I'm just, I cannot wait to be done with this fucking book. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I know that I've been salty today. Nerdy deserves a treat. Can we get some, some, something to cut the salt? Something sweet? Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, guys, I, I honestly, the, the way that the other books went, mm-hmm. I was thoroughly convinced that we would not experience this log. Yeah. Uh, like I was Cuz the first six are so good. Utterly convinced. I was like, "No, no. Robert Jordan knows what he's doing. It just sucks to have to wait for time in between books, blah 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 blah." I was wrong. I will admit this. Yeah. Uh this this book is slow. This book is slow. And you know, I I read it and it feels more like reading a textbook than it does like a story that I really really love. Um Yeah. No, I agree with that. And that's just unfortunate. I never I never read anything if it wasn't fantasy, I never read it because uh, I I just I got bored easily. And the fact that this is fantasy does keep me reading. But there's a lot of boring stuff in here that I think I think is gonna be cut for the show. I would cut the whole. Like, what would you keep? Yeah, and that's the thing is we talked about. We we're like, God, this series is so long. How are they doing eight seasons? And now I'm like, oh, yeah, no, they're fine. Well, and they're fine. Because part of the problem is that if this was on television, viewers would stop watching. Can you imagine the TV version of Egwene is still heading for the White Tower for five seasons? Can you yeah. imagine it? Yeah. She do- She has not done any. Like, look, if you're interested in reading about every single fucking conversation Egwene has, then yes, I'm sure that this is interesting. But watching this on television would be the most bland show ever created. Especially if we, ha- like, we're missing all the pieces of information we're still missing. 
Because there's all of these plans that are like alluded to and hinted at, but that we're like, okay, give me something, please. Uh, Ember Eye says this book is thirty is a thirty second montage of people looking at the horizon and sensing the channeling. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, James Ross says we waited for Dragons in Winter for five seasons. So many things. Okay, you cannot fucking compare those things. There's like nine wars in that time. In Game of Thrones, th- there there are like five Dragons wars. Dragons in Winter. That's not a Game of Thrones book. Yeah, we waited for Dragons in Winter for five seasons. I don't know that book. What? Dragons in Winter? He's talking about the Game of Thrones TV show and how we kept getting told for season after season that winter was coming. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, I don't know the book Dragons in Winter. Okay, I understand. In the meantime, there's like five wars happening across three different continents like you like the the you cannot compare the overactive world of Game of Thrones to Crossroads of Twilight. That is not fair. Yeah. Yes, winter is coming is held off, but it's because there's like 20,000 other things that happened before then. Totally. Like the first 6 books of the series, right? Like I think totally. the first Look, guys, I I do not have complaints about the first 6 books of Wheel of Time. They're fantastic. Shadow Rising is the best fiction uh, fantasy novel I have ever read in my life. Yeah. This book is mm, nonsense yeah nothing happens when things do happen i have more questions than answers more plans are brought up that do not come to fruition in this book Mm -hmm. and so it is just constantly telling me that characters have plans i'm not aware of elaine has a plan perrin doesn't know what his plan is matt has no plan matt's just kind of waiting um yeah i don't know what they're gonna Egwene has a plan that she is not enacting right and so this this whole book is just people talking about the plans that they're not revealing to the reader. Plans on plans on plans. While they set up the minute details of how is this army paying for itself, which I don't care about five books in. I didn't ask how Gareth Bryan was paying his soldiers for the last four books when they were walking through the snow. I'm not going to start asking how Gareth Bryan is paying his soldiers in the fifth book about it. I don't care. I want the characters to do things. Yeah. And they're not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. And and luckily, you know, we have gotten some things along the way that have been, like, sustained us, you know, like the end of last book. Yeah, chapter, the end right? of Winter's Heart is great. Yeah. But, yeah, the majority of it is... <laughs> Life Blind Fool says you haven't read the whole book yet. Look, I hope, I hope to God that the last section is, like, the is, is as it's good as the fire. last section of um, Winter's Heart was. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we went through that, right? Winter's Heart was not good. And then the last section was amazing. Although I do think Winter's Heart, the the boring stuff was better than in this. 100%. And personally. But James Ross, thank you for that super chat. Uh, no, you're fine. Nobody <clears throat> knows you're joking. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, 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 my, my nerves are like right underneath my skin right now. I'm very sensitive. He's very raw. I'm raw. <laughs> And wriggling. Ew, God. Um, Daishan, uh, thank you for that super chat. Love you guys. Just a while longer. It gets better with KOD. Thank you. Now imagine how we felt when we waited three years for this book. It's the worst. I can't imagine. I'm so sorry. I would I would never have picked up another Wheel of Time book. Yeah. Or like Honestly, said, I would have stopped books ago if it wasn't for Book Club. I wouldn't have, but... I would have. I would have been done with this books ago. Mm-hmm. Like Path of Daggers... I, I, I think Path of Daggers would have been the one where I was like, I will wait until all the... No, I, I would have read it all eventually. Yeah, but that's I would what have, I mean. Although, would I have? Like, there's definitely stuff where I've, like, it's lost me. If it wasn't for Book Club, I don't know that I would keep going. Okay. Yeah, no, just honestly. Like, mm-hmm. if, if I was reading this for my own enjoyment and Path of Daggers, Winter's... Like, I understand why people stop. If I was oh, reading I, this... I get it. With how little free time I have... 
if I was reading this for my enjoyment, I would never have read this book. I would have read the reviews, watched Daniel Green's breakdown video of it on YouTube, and picked up Knife of Dreams. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be reading every page trying to see if there was stuff I wanted to talk about on the show. So I would like skim it. I would watch Daniel Green's videos and I would just skip this. Yeah. Because. And there's a lot of people who did, you yeah. know, that, that seems to be pretty common through the Wheel of Time community. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's, I feel like it's, it's nice that everyone's kind of on the same page about it, but. But the reason that I'm like, I will keep going because of a club is because this is my favorite part of the week. So yeah. thank you so much. I love, I even if the rest of the books were all terrible, I would still do it just to show up with you guys every Friday and chat because you guys are the, awesome, and I really yeah, I do I love this like that's this is the best part yeah yeah I love book club so and if you like you know hanging out with us and chatting more come join the morning show yeah Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time we are live talking about all the nerdy goings on in the world yeah it's uh, way more chill yeah. We we hang out, we chit chat, we talk about some nerdy shit. It's it's, it's a good time. It's it's a good time. If 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 you wanna stop by, um, I promise you won't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Johan Yarvanen says there are things there, but it can be hard to see the value on a first read. That is bad writing. Yeah, if you don't. You... Yeah, if you lose people, look, I, I am all for like hidden Easter eggs when mm-hmm. you go back and read stuff through. I am, I am all for that. But there's so many other series who keep their books interesting at the yeah. same time as that, and that that's the part that's just not working. And also, if things become interesting because you fix them with later context, this is a problem I have with Star Wars, where there's a lot of stuff in Star Wars that I like now because it was given context later and then it made sense. Yeah. And I think that if you do that, I think that you, you've you missed something in the writing. If you have yeah. to fix previous writing with context later, yeah. I think that that is a, it's, it's a cheap gimmick and there's a lot of cheap writing in this book. There's a, there's a lot of like really cheap tactics, um, and, and you can tell they're cheap because they're used over and over again in different POVs yeah, and don't yeah. and and are as bad in Perrin's POV as they are in this POV. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some like similarities. But we're past it. We did it. We talked about it. Shall we get into the high low? We should. Yeah. All right. This is a segment uh, that <laughs> we stole from my parents, in uh-huh. which we uh, at the dinner table when I was growing up. We would commiserate over our lows. We would celebrate each other's highs every day so we could go closer as a family. Clarissa's going to do her high. I'm going to do my low. She's going to do her low. Then I'm going to do my high because we are a compliment sandwich machine, um, much like the sandwiches that slowly give you more superpowers in the latest Pokemon game. Clarus, what is your high uh, for this section? I just want to say as well, if you want to drop some highs and lows in chat as well, it, they, they, it, this podcast today has been a little bit salty. So if you if you want to share some highs or if you want to commiserate over your lows, please feel free. I totally understand. Um, so mm-hmm. my high for the section is there's there's got to be one in there somewhere. Uh, um. This is really good. It's good content. Uh, I think my high is... I'm here to think of that super chat. The context I did later for Star Wars was always... Un- I'm trying to buy you some time. Yeah, thank uh, you. It was always unconvincing for me. Still hate the prequel and sequel trilogies. I love both of those trilogies, but um, I can appreciate that you don't. And like that's what's awesome about art is we can have different opinions. There are people who probably love Crossroads of Twilight. They probably, probably. exist. Yeah. Um, 
That's that's just and that's what I love about the kind of criticism that we do here is like I welcome that you don't like those trilogies. I love them. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't say that I'm a bad person for liking them or that you're a bad person for not liking them, I think that you're welcome at the table, right? Totally, yeah, yeah. My problem with modern criticism is that people are like, if you don't agree with me about The Last Jedi, then you're a morally bad person. And I'm like, fuck off. I like things that other people don't like. And, yeah. you know, I love the movie Troy. And a lot of people don't think it's very good. And I think it's fantastic. And that's life. <laughs> oh, but man. The Crossroads of Twilight is garbage. What's your high from this section of that garbage book we're reading? My high is... Um, uh, fucking hell. Okay, I think it's really cool that Egwene learned how to make Quindalar. Do I like how they went about it or any of that? Um, that regardless. It's cool that they can make Quindalar and that Egwene figured out how. I think that, like, mm-hmm. it as a substance, like, coming back to to aid the plot somehow, that's cool. That's that's my high. Well, yeah, because they have to do it to reseal the Dark One's prison, right? So they're going to have to make new Quindalar for that. Probably. I do like that you're like, my high is the idea, but not the execution of this moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's my high. Yeah. Uh, my low is uh, the ongoingness of Crossroads of Twilight and the fact that there is more to this book. That's fair. Uh, but if I had to get to something specific, I would say that my low is is the, the description of Shariam weeping in the hall because someone suggested an idea. I just found that whole sequence really fucking bizarre. It's like yeah. in uh, the Attack on Titan reaction we did the other day, where like, everyone's vomiting because um, behaving. La- like, the Zoe is like describing cannibalism, and these people start vomiting, and I'm like, "Why are you vom? Like, like you can just the, the the level of detail you would have to go into to make me vomit from you describing an idea of something is so exaggerated." Yeah, and Shariam like being like. She said we should maybe do something that, like, I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, I don't get it. I, I, I yeah, I she found is, that she weird. She is like broken. She is definitely broken. And but I don't know why. Like, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, what's your low? My low is the fact that Egwene just thinks that like Halima's a slut, and not yes, that like fair. she's like sus in any way. Like she's given this person that she barely knows a cot in her room. Like, uh, people have heard Halima screaming at Delana, mm-hmm. which automatically is, like, super sus. Yeah. And that she, yeah, she, like, is using the guise of, like, pretending to, like, flirt with men so that people think that she's a hoe and then goes out and kills people. And I'm like, I just feel like things are a little too sus. Even Chessa. Chessa's like, there's something weird about her. Yeah. And I'm like, listen to her, please. Please listen. I think that part of it so, is that the Halima thing has gone on for too long. It's gone on for a while, and nobody likes Halima. Yeah. Everyone is sus of her. The only reason she's there is because she can cure Egwene's headaches, which I feel like would be kind of sus. Yeah. Kind of sus. But... I, I do... Yeah, I wish, I wish that this had been... I wish that... Uh, either it looked like it was headed in a direction that was interesting... Or it ended. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two things would be nice for the Halima storyline. We're story kind line. of in limbo with yeah. it right now. And, like, that's how I feel about the whole books. My high, mm-hmm. if I have to say that I have one, because I don't think that I do. The high reading it was that the breakneck 
pace that the boats were headed towards Tarvalon, I was like, oh, something interesting is about to happen. Like when I started re the reading this week, I was so stoked because Egwene was like, these boats are racing down the river and I can do something about it, but I'm not going to. And then at the moment where I realized, so like my high was everything up until the moment I realized that literally Egwene just watched three boats pull into a harbor. Yeah. And like the, the, the action of that was that Egwene watched them and was like, well, not today, and, like, left. And I was like, oh, fuck. So, like, my high was immediately followed by, like, the dread of the cold in my chest as I, I realized the, like... nothing was going to happen. But um, <laughs> it started off seeming like it was going to be interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, Glenn Peterson, thank you for that super chat. How much compulsion do you think Halima is using on Egwene? None. Because I think that you, they, she can feel the compulsion. She would feel the compulsion of Sidon, right? Well, and here's the thing. Uh, no, actually, I don't know. I don't even know if she's using compulsion on them. Like, I, uh, uh, we know that it happened once to Nynaeve and, was it Elaine, I think? Mogidian used it on Nynaeve and Elaine. But she... And they, but, like, had this feeling of yeah. not being able to remember. Like, like something was, like, weird and off about it. And yeah. nothing... Like, Egwene doesn't feel like anything's weird or off, so I, I don't actually think that that's happening. The the fact that people can resonate just makes this all so weird. Because it, like, it, like, throws a... It throws an ability into the mix here that really feels off considering how Halima's been able to, like, do things and get around thus far. Because yeah. Anaira or Arena, whatever her name is, she's not the first person Halima's killed. Anaya. Anaya. And they yeah. know that Loghain's out there, so you would think that they would resonate the, uh, the the last person who died's body, too. Yeah. Or maybe they never found the body last time. I don't remember if they found the body. But, like, I just, I feel like if Loghain was out there, if the Ashman were out there, and we knew that the Ashman could travel, because they know that. Yeah. I would have I would have people resonating around camp just to make sure that someone isn't, like, sneaking in. The other thing about, like, the whole compulsion thing is that we're not seeing Egwene making any decisions of any kind. So I don't know <laughs> Maybe the compulsion is that she's being compelled to not do anything. Maybe the compulsion is maybe. the problem with the book. Maybe. That's... But that's, that's going to be the podcast for this week. It's two hours and 40 minutes. Remember I said this one would be shorter? It's 20 minutes shorter. No, it's actually like four. last week's was like three hours and 17 minutes. So okay. this is 40 minutes shorter. Yeah. That's so much less complaining you guys have to listen to me do. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to end it here. Uh, if Well, not really. There's more to the podcast, but. There's more to the podcast, guys. Uh, we're getting into the part that the uh, Wrangler dude probably doesn't like to listen to uh, because yeah. the 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 f bombs. Yeah. Oh no, the f bombs. What are we? I'm sorry. I I feel like I shouldn't make fun of someone who watches the show, but like, don't fucking use all caps to tell me how to talk. Especially after Fuck like off. a year. Yeah. You know, it's been a year. Like we have made not... our position very clear on what this show is. Yeah. To come into my channel and be like in all caps to tell me how to speak, I I, I will mock you for that. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, if you have a problem with that, I understand. But like, but that's okay. You just you can leave. You don't have to be here. Yeah, I just I can't. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. The only person who can do that is this one right here. Mm. Uh, <laughs> if you want to follow us around the internet, you can. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Kalaris Pilar. Like this video, subscribe to the channel, leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We need to get back to reading those, so yeah. I will go find some. Uh, leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, and uh, we'll read. I will read literally anything that you write. So <laughs> throw that in there. 
Um, yeah. Robin says Kat Swain would spank the shit out of Nerdy. It's cute that you think that I would let her. Um, <laughs> there's simply no way that I would let her do that. Uh, well, if magic is involved. She can't use magic against me. Why? Because she, because of the oaths, she cannot use magic to spank me. Oh, because it's a weapon. Because it would be harming somebody. Right, 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 right. And if she used magic to spank me, I would make it my mission to hunt her down to the ends of the earth. Wait, hasn't Cad Swain, didn't she, did she slap Rand with her hand or with the yes, power? Yes, no, with her hand. With her hand. Oh, okay, okay. I would never speak to her again. No, I just I would mean, be like, no, you I don't I was just like, what if, what if Cad Swain didn't take the oaths? She did. We know she did. She has the edge's face. You've brought this. You've had this conspiracy theory multiple times, and I don't. I don't know where you've like invented this idea that Ketsuin is not held to the oaths, and she one hundred percent is. Hmm. She can tie uh, you down. Okay, she, she, sure. If she wants to tie me down and spank me, she can spank me through wild violence that would be so wildly inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. It would be one time, and they, that would be the end of it. I'm yeah. telling you now. There's no... Yeah, there's I no would way. not put up with it. No. Because I live in the real world and not in Robert Jordan's version where everyone just accepts spankings for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I would I would no. definitely be like, this is not okay, but whatever. Uh, should we get into... Speaking of spanking, should we get into Smut Corner? Smut Corner! We need like a, we need a like, like title screen, flashing lights and everything to like notify the people that uh, it's about to get down and dirty. Um, it's hard to add smut to this section because these characters aren't lesbians, but it's like all these women. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I know, right? It's um, not, it's not as easy, like Elaine and Avienda have some bisexual shit going on between them. A thousand percent. Uh, Egwene is, Egwene might be bi though. She talks so much about how hot... Um, Halima is? She's a closeted bisexual 1,000%. This whole section, like, she's like, I mean, she's just so hot. Like, yeah. she's the kind of hot, and you're like, god damn it, Egwene. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, 100%. So, okay. So, Egwene <clears throat> mm -hmm. goes into Halima's dream. I wish she would, because then she'd find out that she's a Forsaken, and then something would happen. And then something would happen, yeah. But, like, wouldn't it be hilarious if the plot point was that Egwene was, like, possibly bisexual and decided to like check out Halima's dreams because you know she's she tries to be a good person but she doesn't always make the best decisions okay. and she gets sucked into Halima's dream uh, to go um you know fool around a little bit but she goes in there and Halima is not Halima it's Agenor and then all hell breaks loose that would be interesting that would be very interesting it, that would be something bisexuality is a plot point I love it I would love bisexuality as a plot point me too um yeah. Uh, Yasmin says, didn't Egwene say she wanted to fuck Gowenton until he cried? Until he cried. No, 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 no. Until yes. he cried out. No. Not until he, like, wept. Yes. Until he was, like, screaming. I don't think she meant that she wanted to fuck him until he was, like. Ah. Uh, yeah. Like, really? Is that what it meant? I don't think that um, you can fuck someone until they cry. That's weird. Ah. Uh, Okay, I thought she wanted to fuck him until he was, like, begging her to stop because they'd fucked so much. Not until he was, like... His dick is raw. Please stop. I don't think she wants Gawain, like, curled it's up being like, I can't right. take it anymore. He wants it to be, like, he, she wants to fuck her until he's, like, I, that was amazing. Maybe. Whose fantasy is, I want to fuck him so much that he cries like a baby. That's that's such a kinky, weird shit thing to do. Yeah, it I, is. I can't imagine. That's what I read it as. I read until it as... Until he wept? Yeah. 
Wow, Egwene is so fucking weird. Yeah. Oh my God, she's so weird. She's got some weird, like, kinks. Robert Jordan is a weird, weird man. We don't want to fight I love it. these books, but Robert Jordan is a weird, weird man. Yeah. Kieran says, I'd cry if it went on long enough. I mean, I would too, but, like, you would have to get to the point where, like, there's no skin left on my dick, like... Yeah, yeah, that would have to be a lot of fucking, like... Dacrophilia is a kink? I Do I want to know what dacrophilia is? Oh, I don't know if I want to know what that is either. Until he is overwhelmed with emotion. I mean, I hope they're tears of joy. I hope so too, but wept sounds not positive. I, you don't weep positively. Post-coital sensitivity? Oh, god damn, I'm trying to find it. Is it after... Just keep in mind that his wife was his editor and she let all this through. Yeah, I, like... I, I have so many questions. Dacra means tear in Greek. Oh, man. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let me... Don't cry because it ended. Cry because Egwene is fucking insane and didn't want it to end. She would bond him as a warder. Somehow she would marry him and make love to him. Until... Okay, until he cried for mercy. Okay, see... That's different. Is it That though? is so different. Is it though? Yes, because that's what I was saying. Please stop. Like Yeah, because like you're like, oh my god, I can't take it anymore. You say that to me all the time. <laughs> what? You do? No, I don't. You're like, I, 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 bleh. No, I'll be like, okay, well, pause. I'm not like, please, dear God, stop. Like, what the fuck? That's Wait, fucked up. You don't up. use that language, but you, we'll, we'll have sex at the point where you're like, ah, nah, no, 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 like, more, no more, no, no more, no like, more. I'm like, time out, time yeah, out. Yeah, you're like, no more, no more, no more. Give me a second. No, but, but, but you're like, like nah, but you, but you twitch like crazy. You will, if I'm like going down, you will like punch my face out of your vagina. That's true. I'll at be a like, certain okay, point. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've, uh, we've been there. Yeah, but I that is different than fucking him cry. until he's like in the fetal position. Like, I can't take anymore. Please stop. <laughs> I no, Gwen, oh, please. But that's what it seems like. No, crying, crying for, mercy. for mercy is just like, oh my god, please, you guys, please. like exclaiming. No. no, you don't cry. You don't literally cry for mercy. When you're crying for mercy, you're like loudly asking for it. He, it's just him screaming, oh god, oh god. This is not this. He, James Smith, thank you for that super chat. <laughs> As usual, currently at work. We'll watch the full thing later. James Smith, you should definitely turn this section on full volume at work. For uh, yes, oh so my awesome. god. I've also come in on this at an interesting time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, James Smith, for that super. Wait, did we miss? Oh my god. Wait, what? Did we miss a super? Is chat? it twice? No. Why I think is that's it just up YouTube. there twice at the top? I think YouTube's just broken. Oh my god, I was like, why? Stop! Hello, okay. Nerdy's mom in the chat. My mom is not make it this she far. She doesn't in the make show. it this far. She watches it for the first few minutes, yeah. you know. Even a broken nerdy is right once a day. <laughs> James Smith, thank you so much for that uh, incredibly generous super chat. Happy Friday. I don't know. I read that. Happy Moose, like, we can't be too west. We yeah, what? We can't be too west. We're too cool? No, we just that's the, that's not how the show makes money. So like it doesn't really matter. Oh, that's true. If there's ads on this, it doesn't affect yeah. our bank account at all. Yeah. Like, the, this show doesn't get enough views to... No. Like, if this show was demonetized, I wouldn't care. Because it's like... We, we usually get to, like, five, 6,000 views yeah, a week. Super chats and, and members are how the show makes money. The, the ads... It's why we don't insert ads throughout the middle of it. Because it's not fucking yeah. worth it. It ruins the experience. Exactly. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. I just... Uh, I don't... I don't know. I... Uh, I don't know if I agree with you. Anyways. Crying out for mercy is when you've had an orgasm so good and the girl doesn't, like, stop sucking your dick. And you're like, no, oh, stop! <laughs> I'm too sensitive. 
Please stop it on my penis. Exactly. Blue blue sponsors. Yeah, blue sponsors. This. Blue sponsors this man this the madness. And James Ra- James Smith today. Um James Smith sponsored this. Thank you this. so much. Um no, I I don't think she's been that weird. Crying out for mercy, like yeah. I mean, I guess she just really wants to feel powerful, you know? She's like, "Yeah, I fucking did that." Yeah. yeah. I get, okay, fine, fine. Yeah. I can accept that. I just when I read it, I was like, she's not, him literally she crying. She doesn't want him like weeping like a baby. That's all I'm saying. Or she does, and she's into some kinky shit, which, like, you know, I, that's a thing that people like. Do you think Halima fucked Anea before she killed her? No. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that she would be like her a kink. In. She lured her in. She's like, yeah, we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, like Halima. Halima has a threesome with Anea and her warder. Yeah. And then kills them afterwards. I could see a forsaken having that kink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like totally like um uh, not ro- well kind of romance, but like flirt with them, be like, "Hey, yeah, you know, uh, my big bosom is really bosomy and uh bosom and boobs." Um and Anaya's like I love that you think that, that could be fun. I love that you think that Halima describes herself the way Robert dis- Jordan describes all women. Yeah, Halima is 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 a dude in a woman's body. Like she bosomed boobily. Boobily. Uh, wow. She, yeah, she lured them in with the promise of a good threesome. We do this show every week. And people show up for this. Like, why does anyone show up for part. this? We haven't even liked the books in, like, months. And people still come every week to watch me slowly melt down. You haven't liked the books. Uh, no, I like The End of Winter's Heart. But no, I know. I know. I feel like, I feel, I when the books are good again, I cannot wait. Like, the show's going to be so different. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because, like, right now, like, I kind of dread the reading each week. And, like, once... Really? Because I am I am dying to start reading this later I am today. I, I because can't. I just want something to happen. I can't be bothered to want to read the rest of this book. I, I literally am at a point where I'm, like, I... Because I don't... I genuinely don't believe it's going to get better. And I wish that I did. I think that's our fundamental difference, is that I'm an optimist. Yeah... Not with like the world. Yeah, and I'm a nihilist. I think that the world is. Well, doomed. no, I'm I'm a nihilist in the world too. So like. So, but I I mean I am a nihilist in the world as well. But like when it comes to my books, I'm like, no, it's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be happy. It's why I couldn't fucking stand The Walking Dead anymore. I was like, something has to give, and there has to be something positive in this, right? No. All right. Well, then I'm out. I need I need some positivity. But the Wheel of Time hasn't got you to that point yet, because that's where I'm at with the Wheel of Time. I'm at Walking Dead level, like upset with the Wheel of Time right now. I'm I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. It it it, it takes me a lot to get there. I um, I especially just, for books. So I see the word Asmodian in chat, and it makes me want to like go to one of those rooms where you can break shit. Because what the fuck happened to us? Like can that we was do that so. For- Fucking no, long no. ago. Episode live stream of book club. We go to one of those rooms where you go and you break shit. Yeah. Crossroads of Twilight. Like just, just that in an in a room for an hour. I just like. I, I think people would cathartically like enjoy uh, like watching that happen. You know. Yeah. I were, don't know. If we uh, there, there's got to be in Toronto up uh, one of those rooms Probably. where you go break shit. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I know a guy who cut, who like had like a piece of glass cut his face in one oh, of them. Yeah. Well, that's kind of scary. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. Should we do like drunk book club next week? The problem is that it's the first thing we do in the day, and then we're just kind of like useless. We lose a whole Friday. That's true. And like we are leaving for Denver in like nine days, and there's so much that has to get done. Fabu, I really hate how accurate that is. Fuck off. Um. I'm not there yet. <laughs> it takes me a long time to get there. <laughs> 
true. <laughs> Fabu does not understand. It's why I call in help. <laughs> help is good. Uh, Turbok, thank you for the super chats. This is this this has gone off the rails yeah, so hard. I'm glad your mom stops watch stops watching it like 15 minutes. Um, look, I I am excited for a new spring. Actually, I know that there's some the, some people like it, some people don't. I'm actually very much looking forward to it. Are you? All right. I'm excited. I'm excited because um, I like Moraine. And I, it's been a long time since we read about Moraine, so that'll it's be fun. It's been a long time. I think she's the main character of New Spring. I actually don't. She might not be in it. I only think that because you've said it. I don't know where I came up with that, too. Like, I don't, like, I just started I to believe about it. that it's about Moraine in the White Tower. And so, but I don't know that that's true. I, I've just been saying that for so long that, like. We can go get the book. Oh, you know what we haven't done yet? What? Chapter 23. Okay. The air in the room was just sufficiently warmer than outside to put a mist on the glass panes set in the red-painted casements, and the glass contained bubbles besides, but Cad Swain stood peering out as if she could see the dreary landscape clearly. Okay, that was all one sentence. I was like, that. sorry, that was a struggle. Um, there's some uh, glass in the windows, and Cad Swain is there. Uh, Blue, thank you for the gifted memberships. Hey, wake up. Our sponsor just gave Hey, thank you, Blue. I'll wake up for that. <laughs> Fuck this book. Blue, thank you so much. Blue, you're crazy. For reals. That, that means a lot. Thank you're you. You're truly you. a mad lad. Truly. Um, <laughs> watching Nerdy lose the will to live with the name Cat Swain. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I just want to know if Rand is It's funny because it's true. All right, well, then let's end this so we can go read. Actually, no, we have to go watch uh, Legends of Vox Machina. We'll be up at 6 o'clock. Guys, Vox Machina. Super psyched about that. four hours to make that. that video. Oh, I need to post a Keyleth photo today. Oh, my God. Keyleth. Because SEO and the end, I'm sorry stuff. the end of this podcast fell apart again. I'm not. This was fun. Why does this keep happening to us? Why? What is it like to podcast if you don't have ADHD and whatever I have? I can't. I have no idea. I cannot relate to that. Other people have hour-long podcasts, and I we just can't seem to pull that off. We're just we're not good at shutting the fuck up. Yeah. It's not it's 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 not a skill that we put on our resume. Maybe you know? it's Maybelline. Do something nerdy tonight, y'all. Bye, guys. Uh, join the Discord and thank you for the mods. Turvok. We're like about to end the fucking stream. Turbok, thank you so much for that super chat. All right, we'll add a minute onto the podcast. <laughs> this is now a subathon. Um, we should do a subathon for the Wheel club? of Time. A book club subathon? Yeah. I kind of love that. For this full series recap, we'll make it a subathon. And we'll talk about the series as long as. People keep gifting. Well, no, we'll talk as long as people keep gifting. <laughs> no, no, but it has to be about the Wheel of Time. It has to be? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Turbog, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. For that incredible super chat. Thank you, thank a, you, thank you. A subathon is where you add time to the timer. Mm -hmm. So the podcast becomes longer the more that people subscribe or, like, give, like, donation or whatever it ends up being. So, but, we'll, um, so for the final episode, we'll do the series recap. And it it will go as long as people will have to will we'll, and we'll trade off if it like goes yeah. for more than like ten hours for like more than twenty hours 
Like, one of us will go sleep, and the other will have to keep talking about the Wheel of Time. Okay, no, wait. Best part about this, the best part about this, <laughs> is that we could start playing Wheel of Time Civ Six mod, because it's related to the Wheel of Time. And I can stream as long as I'm playing Civ, no problem. <laughs> the Wheel of Time! <laughs> the Wheel of Time subathon. The full book recap. And we put it out, and the audio podcast is, like, 40 hours long. <laughs> yeah, good luck, audio listeners. No, we'd have to put it out in, like, chunks. Oh, man, that's so funny. Uh, Febu, no, we would never, like, spring that on you guys. We would, that, no, that, that we would figure. No, oh, but we wouldn't need mods because we would have no read spoilers. all the books. Yeah. You can't spoil us at that point because we'll yeah. have read all the books. You so can't the mods, hurt us. the mods don't have to stick around. Oh, my God. Two cakes. Monkey said that they would mod a subathon for me as long as they get a cake out of it, so. All right, we'll also, get you a cake. Also, Monkey, are you coming over for the Super Bowl? Monkey, just send us your address and we'll send you a cake today. I will buy you a cake right this second. Yeah. I will have it delivered as soon as I... I, I don't know how easily I can have something delivered to you. Yeah. Tur Turvok bought you a cake. But well, if you want a cake, I will send you a cake today. Yeah. You, you deserve cake. At some point, we just start reading the books because we have nothing more to say. <laughs> Could you imagine? Honestly, it would be kind of fun... Here's the thing. If the subathon kind of blew up a little bit and it was hours and hours long, to like yeah. start like reading like Eye of the World again... After getting to the end of the last book. Well, I got fucked up last night because you were listening to the Eye of the World audiobook yeah. while I was reading the Oh, sorry. Book. I didn't no, know no. you were reading. But I, I didn't I didn't realize that I was listening to the Eye of the World. And I got really confused at one point because I thought Rand had showed up. <laughs> okay. My brain was like, why is Rand here? And then I was like, no, wait, that's the, but there's no Rand on this page. What's happening? That's fair. That's fair. Oh uh, yeah, I don't think we can, like, read books out loud on YouTube. I don't know how that, if it, like, I don't know what DMCA know. covers in terms of, like, liter literature. No, but I did say that um, at JordanCon 2024, I'm going to do an all-day presentation that is me r doing a dramatic, dramatic reading. reading of the entirety of The Last Battle. Yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> they probably won't let me do it at JordanCon, so I'm going to rent, like, a theater across the street. Yeah. And I'm going to do, in 2024, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this out loud because it's going to happen. I'm going to do a dramatic play of the entirety of the last battle. We might have to get, look into the rights of the estate or whatever it is. Or we'll no, because it won't be for money. Here's the thing, we'll just... Oh. I won't charge anything. Okay, we'll just have to, yeah, whatever. There will be rent. no financial benefit to me. Okay, it'll just be fun. But I will do a dramatic reading of the entirety of the <laughs> last battle at Ron, uh, Jordan Con 2024. Not as Ron Burgundy, but like one character will be based off of Ron Burgundy. No, the entirety. Ron Burgundy <laughs> does the Wheel of Time last battle. That is so funny. No. Wait, 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 wait. Monkey, that, that is enough of a parody that I think that I could charge for that. <laughs> As a parody, yeah, yeah, yeah. James Smith, thank you for that super chat. Chipping for Monkey's cake. All right, Monkey. Let's go, cake for Monkey. Monkey, send me your address. We'll, we'll send we will you a send cake. you a cake. Yeah, a thousand percent. You fucking deserve it, Jesus. Remember Christ. when we ended this podcast? I do. Remember not. when I said, "Oh my God, it's not going to be three hours," and then somehow we got to three hours again. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Monkey's got to get her cake. Uh, Jason Allen, there will be intermissions so that everyone can go pee. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it'll yeah, be yeah. like that, like the those epic, like day long, like Japanese theater productions. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. are yeah. There's like intermissions built in, hundred percent. Um. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, we were gonna wear them today, but the Jordan Con shirts, the the convention shirts are available on the the fucking merch store. Yeah, ours um, are still in the mail, so we'll have them for next week's episode. Why, guys, thank you so much for contributing to Monkey's Cake. <laughs> James Rock, <laughs> Monkey keeps putting me in timeout. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, thank you for that super chat. Blue's shirt shaped. Uh, That's good. That's your good. shirt, good, 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 good to hear. Oh man. God damn it. We still have so much work we have to do today. Sing the entire book. Ooh, I would like give myself notes. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason that musicals are only like two to three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and that they're not singing the entire time. Yeah. But like, I could help out. Should we write Wheel of Time the musical? Should we condense all 14 books to two and a half hours? It'll be as bad it's as the Lord just, of the Rings it's musical? It's just recitative explaining things. Oh my god, I hate Wives, that. Wives, thank you for I that super chat. Thank you for that. Kate, 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 by Blue, our uh, generous uh, sponsor for for this madness. Um, I'm losing my mind. And uh, we're gonna send oh. uh, we're gonna send Monkey a cake because um, Monkey really deserves it. Putting up with all y'all's yeah. shenanigans. And y'all, while while we're at it, if you could do one thing for me. Oh. I'm gonna. I have an ask. Oh. Um. Okay. I know most people have left, but those of you who have stayed are the real MVPs. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, we have a friend. Who is so close to being partnered on YouTube? Oh, good idea! Um, and so she, I'm, I'm just gonna drop her channel. She just needs a couple more subs. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so y'all, if you would do us the favor of helping a friend out, um, yeah, she's... go subscribe to Chaotic Neutral Goblin. Subscribe because she's hot and you just want to look at her beautiful face. She's gorgeous. Because you'll stay because she's amazing. She's hilarious. Yeah. She's so smart. She's an incredible friend of ours. She's literally like like this, a bee's dick away from She's a bee's dick away from being partnered YouTube on YouTube. Partner, and so, so click that link. Go subscribe. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. She, she's, she makes fun video game and like K-pop reaction content. Yeah. yeah. I, I need, she needs to react to Vox Machina. That's what she needs to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be I awesome. hard recommend uh, our good friend, Cat Neutral Goblin. She's been on this channel before. She yeah. actually did the first book club, the proto book club. Book club partially exists because of her. Straight up. Right. Because um, she and you did a video about the Shadow and Bone book. Yeah, so when Shadow and Bone dropped as a show. On Netflix. I was like, this is really interesting. I would like to read the book and yeah. see how this came about. And yeah, Goblin and I did like a book club on the Shadow and Bone book uh, and kind of like versus the show. Yeah. That, that video is around somewhere. I'm sure we could find the link to it. But So Goblin was part of the first, like the, the, first book club. the pre-book club. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's single. I need some Canadian citizenship. She is also American trying to get Canadian citizenship. So you're in the same boat as her. Yeah. Sorry about that. She's um, in the same boat. But yeah, so she's literally someone that you can thank for book club existing. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, mm-hmm. so throwing a little bit of support her way would mean a lot to yes. us. Yes. Mira. Yes. Yes. Goblin was the, was at uh, Dragon Con with us and she's, yeah. she's incredible. I like literally like cannot compliment her enough. Um, she deserves the fucking world and Thank you guys for helping her push past that a thousand subscription mark. So, yeah, go, yeah, Goblin is is dad, is dad. Let's so, go! God, I love guys. this book club. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Go so support much. our dad. Uh, she is dad. Uh, thanks so much, everyone. We're going to um, we're gonna call it there. Uh, doing some good for a friend uh, is a good way to end the podcast. Yeah. And thank you guys for the cake, uh, the super chats for the cake for Monkey. Yes. Uh, monkey. We will send you a cake. Just send us your address, Monkey. Yeah, and if you have a favorite flavor, otherwise I'm just going to pick Well, something. we know what her favorite flavor is. Hercules? Hercules! <laughs> thank you to our mods. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.